Howard Stern. Anywhere, everywhere. I approve of this show. Sirius XM. Check, check. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm in the game. Hey, oh, you look really beautiful, Robin. What are you doing? New makeup? Yeah. What do you got going on? Man, you look hot. uh, Just me. Like, every time I turn around, I've changed. (laughs) You look like a naughty school teacher with those glasses. Who who can I harass? (laughs) Get in here, kid. (laughs) And you're super thin. I mean, like a Playboy Playmate type thing. Looking (laughs) curves in the right places. I mean... Yeah, I get it. I get what you're up to. Good for you, Rob. Yeah. Triumphant again. <laughs> I don't know what Absolutely, I'm up to. Absolutely, with your look. But I, you know, I didn't wear any makeup or anything for the whole wow. of vacation. You look good. And I came in and put myself together today, and I was like, well, who who's that person in the mirror? Yeah, you look very uh, put together with it, your uh, outfit and everything. You you need to go to Southeast Asia and you come back looking like this. <laughs> right. Forget Meghan Markle. You're America's princess. I, that's what I think. I, and, I am uh, open to that. By the job. way, I will do that job. <laughs> my prediction for 2023 is Robin will lose a hundred percent of her body weight. She'll be down to zero pounds, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she will be amazing. All right, look, uh, we have a lot to cover. Welcome back, everybody. It's 2023. I know that because I was watching uh, New Year's Rockin' Eve and watching Andy Cohen on New Year's Eve. Waiting to see if... Yeah, well, no. Are you crazy? I, I, I watched 10 minutes of each show. It's so bad. But I was, I realized I was sucked into this whole thing about Andy Cohen. Like, the, the, the buildup was CNN that... Certain. This is what it said in the press that certain people at CNN were upset that Andy Cohn is the New Year's Eve host, and the fact that he gets drunk is bringing um, uh, a, a, a less than newsworthy image to CNN. It's ruining his their drinking image. is not. Yeah, it's taking them down. It's ruining their image, <laughs> taking them down. And Andy was supposedly given a rule not to drink. It's ruining their credibility. How can they do this? Oh, well, I think it but, was, uh, um, so he was hurting, um, Anderson Cooper. You know, Anderson Cooper is the yeah. premier guy. And now he's standing there with Andy while Andy's being all crazy and silly. And it's making, uh, people doubt Anderson Cooper's credibility. Yeah. Anderson Cooper appears to stand there and giggle at everything Andy <laughs> says. And it's, um, but it's effective. I, I gotta say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that Andy, I only saw the first 10 minutes of each broadcast. The Ryan Seacrest, uh, New Year's, Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve. It's time it's to change Dick the name. Clark's I'm a fan New of Dick Year's Clark. Rock and Eve? <laughs> yeah. Even my wife goes, isn't Dick Clark dead? I go, he's been dead for 15 years, I think. I mean, it's time to say goodbye Do to Dick Clark. Do we also Call it still Ryan have Seacrest a Guy Lombardo show? Remember Guy Lombardo used to yeah. be in the New Year? <laughs> Are we still doing that too? For some reason that I don't know, Ryan Seacrest feels really guilty about removing the name Dick Clark from New- Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve. 
or maybe Dick Clark owned the name New Dick Clark New Year's Rocket Eve, and they. I mean, I who think knows it's more what that. is going Some on there. Some kind of contractual thing. They can't change that name oh and God. use Rocket Eve or something. Well, it was horrible. Um, I guess uh, they took Jenny McCarthy off of that broadcast, and they got a different hot chick. I think, um, like, Jenny aged out or something. I was going to say, did she wear you know out? I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think I think she's worn out. And uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy watching Jenny McCarthy, but uh, they evidently got rid of her, and they brought in some other chick who I don't know. But then again, I don't know anybody, but they put Jenny out to pasture. They they put her in a big field of gr- grass and she's grazing somewhere. You know, they, it, but they make show no mention pictures of, of her out there ah, in the pasture. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> no, when they get rid of you on network television, like I even see with me on America's Got Talent, they never show any any video of me from past America's Got really? Talents. Like even You're in gone. some of those red. Yeah. Even, yeah. I'm done. I'm I'm gone. I'm like I'm out. I'm out to pasture with Piers Morgan. Like the, you don't see him. You don't see me. You, you know what I mean? It's like Piers it never and existed. Jenny are in the same pasture? Yeah. Yeah. The, the yeah I was put out to pasture. <laughs> the Seacrest co-host is Liza Koshy. She's like a TikTok. She's been on TikTok. That's she's like a TikTok. Mm, yeah. Well, <laughs> she's she like a right. TikTok. She's very. Uh, she's got a lot of energy. Anyway, so uh, Jenny. Mon- Jenny McCarthy was put on a farm with other hot chicks from the 90s. That's what they do at ABC. A lot of people don't know this. ABC doesn't well, release this information. I happen to know it because I know people who work there. They, there's a special farm where, like, um, Jenny McCarthy, uh, Nicole Eggert, Pamela Anderson, they're all there. They all, it's, really? uh, it's fabulous. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and they're only allowed to look at each other. None of the young, hot, up-and-coming up chicks. And they go, you know what? We look really good. Like Daisy Fuentes is on that farm. Carmen Electra's on the farm. And they all, Cheryl they all just stare at each other all day. Farm. Yeah. Cheryl Teagues is out there. She goes, you know what? We all look great. They keep them in a bubble. Well, um, I was going to ask you Margolis because is there. I was looking at <laughs> Fox News, right? Yeah. And there is a yeah. thing going on on Fox News. That cracks me up. Those women are on the Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio plan, I think, on that uh, Fox and Friends. They're not friendly to those women. Those two trolls that have been sitting there forever are are shrinking, shriveling, and, and they always have this bubbly hot chick between them. And this has been going on, and they're well, just until- interchangeable. They just, every couple of years, there's a new one. You don't even bother to learn the name anymore because she won't be there very long. <laughs> and that's why Fox News is number one. Let's be honest. They know what they're doing. Uh, they, they learned from that guy who used to run it, but they threw out because he had an <laughs> issue with women. But, uh, yeah. But there's a farm somewhere where the, all these girls, Yasmin Bleeth is there, Denise Richards. Uh, they're, they're all <laughs> on the Denise farm Richards with all the other hot chicks. Uh, Beverly Hills Housewives or something. Gina Gershon. Well, she did. Yeah. Uh, Donna DiArco. She's over there on the farm. And then she got back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Taking a little drink of water. I got to clear my throat. Yeah, but I was was just over the phone. Stop it. 
What, Robin? How can women support Fox News when they see these interchangeable girls? They're always blonde. They're always bubbly. And, you know, but their faces change a bit because they're a different person every couple of years. Stop it. Stop it. You stop it over there. You're going to ruin everything. And they they say the wildest things, those girls. (laughs) God bless Anyway, the uh, show is called... The show is called Dick Clark's New Year's Rock and Eve to honor Dick Clark's hosting legacy. And uh, for some reason, they're keeping that going. But I started watching all the New Year's show. I didn't get to see Miley Cyrus with Dolly Parton. I didn't get to see that. Uh, but I did watch they Andy Cohen and I found myself wanting. No, I <laughs> no, they weren't for some reason. But I <laughs> I did watch Andy Cohen and I was waiting for him to see if he would drink. But I found it very entertaining when he, you know, I like Andy, when he was talking to Anderson. It was was interesting. It seemed the, the patter was interesting coming out of Andy. Uh-huh. So I gave him high marks. I thought he was, I thought he did a good job. I got to be honest. Um, so who because, did the better broadcast? Because Ryan because Seacrest. now the thing. The thing. It's, it was like a competition. Uh, Andy had knocked Ryan Seacrest New Year's Rock and Eve. Uh, a couple of years ago, and and now they were going to stop the drink because he was drunk and he said something during their show about Ryan Seacrest and how they had nothing but losers on New Year's Rock and Eat. Uh, it's hard to say because what it was when Andy was in the opening 10 minutes, he did a lot of talking. And then CNN did this weird thing where they actually got some guests. And once the guests come on, it was boring. Because it, ah. it looked like New Year's Rockin' Eve with uh, Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> so it's hard to say which was, I'm not going to give either one of them A+. plus Because it would have been much more interesting if they had just let Andy Cohen drink his alcohol. Yeah. Uh, where the where the broadcast fell apart, it turns out like when Andy's drunk, it's a lot more fun. It's and, more interesting. Uh, you yes. know. Anything could happen. Yeah, I watched, I watched both broadcasts. I can give a clear winner pretty much. Uh, CNN... ABC, Ryan Seacrest, the whole thing is just so formulaic. You can, like, every hour is, like, it's almost the same hour for the past, you know, however many years. They do a Powerball thing every year. They have these random people. It's not. And even, like, the stuff on the West Coast um, and at Disney World, I think, is all pre-taped. So it's not even live. Uh, So, yes. I agree with J.D., and I'm not I'm not knocking Ryan Seacrest. The guy's very accomplished, but uh, dude, it's uh, the show is just needs a shake up. But uh, I don't know. You need you need the host to say something a little different every year. You can't follow the script exactly. I mean, but the most <laughs> well, interesting yeah, thing about the live? ABC. Why is it live if it's going to be the same all the time? Well, the most interesting thing about the ABC broadcast is the imbeciles it was pouring rain new year's eve like i don't mean like it was coming down in buckets and these fucking idiots who stand there in the middle of times square you just say to yourself like is that really for real are, are, are like do people have such empty lives you know you don't just go there and hang out you gotta you gotta load in around two o'clock or, or one o'clock no, in earlier. the afternoon earlier like 10, than that 10 a.m yeah. 9 a.m Okay. And the, the show doesn't start until when? <laughs> ten or eleven? Uh, Midnight. Yeah, I mean, no, ten. No, nine. Nine? 
May, maybe uh, maybe 8, at, 8, 8, 8 p.m. it starts. Okay, yeah. so you get in there at 9 in the morning and your show doesn't start till. And, Howard, this year there were no porta-potties. So if you right. had so to you go to the pee. bathroom. You have to wear a diaper. Or you, if so you leave, that? you lose your place. So if you got there at 9 a.m. so you could get a good spot. And then all of a sudden your bladder starts to give you some problems. You're going all the way to the back of the line. Yeah, well, people wear a diaper. I mean, so that's my point. The most interesting thing about New Year's Rock and Eve is these fucking morons. I mean, they're real idiots. They should really just export all these people to an- another land. They're imbeciles. I mean, if you went to the New Year's Times Square in Port, when I'm talking about torrential downpour, I mean, uh, Ryan Seacrest is sitting underneath the, uh, the, the roof. He, he's not outside. And they're standing there, and these people are just getting rained on. And and the town, who was the biggest talent on that show? At the end, they had Duran Duran. Give me a fucking break. They, I mean, they're uh, pretty. They're pretty. They were else? good though. I thought they were good. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not good, but you would you stand in the rain from nine? It ain't Woodstock. It ain't. You're waiting for Jimi Hendrix. You're waiting for yeah, two I, fucking I songs from Duran Duran. For Duran Duran, Jake. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know what. Are they lining up because what is the what is the appeal like the, to see the ball fall to or maybe Brian Seacrest will talk to you or something? I don't know what the fucking deal is, but does it's Brian horrible. Seacrest it's just, it's just even the worst get near the people? Because I think that was Jenny's job no. to be down there with the people. So does this new bit. girl go down? And then there? they threw her out. Yeah, he does. And then they threw bit. her out. So mean. But, uh, yeah, so I watched a little of that, but then I went to bed. You know, it wasn't a special evening, really, for me. Uh, you know, we don't really do anything. I was the only other you interesting did your thing that... dialing or anything, because you used to no, do that. My wife no. didn't remind me. Uh-huh. I, used to do a, I used to do a thing on New Year's Eve where I'd go on Twitter and say to somebody, hey, you know, send me some of your, send me your phone number and I'll call you, but... I complete like we ate dinner. I brushed the cats, which is my normal routine. And then uh, we just kind of sat there. My wife never said to me, hey, let's make some phone calls. Last year, I got into trouble. My (laughs) wife said to me, let's make some phone calls. And I went, I don't really feel like calling random strangers. I've done that already. And it's not it's not that great. I mean, they have nothing to say. They send you your phone number and you're like, hey, it's Howard. And then they're like, hey, man, I'm such a big fan. I love you. And. I go, yeah, I love you too, man. All right. What are you doing tonight? And that's, you know, I was like, ah. So I didn't feel like doing it last year. My wife got so pissed off at me the last year. Like she was like in a really shitty mood. And I was like, hon, did I do something wrong? She goes, well, I kind of liked calling people on New Year's and you just kind of shut it down. And I was like, that's what you're mad at me for? I didn't even have any idea. If it's that important, let's go downstairs and call some people. So she was bummed out last New Year's. And this New Year's, I swear to God, I didn't even think about calling anybody. <laughs> and then I got into bed and I went, oh, maybe I should have done that. You know, maybe I should Maybe she was waiting for you to bring it up because she didn't want to get shot down again. Maybe. And, and then <laughs> nothing happened. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want that to become the New Year's tradition where I call people on New Year's Eve. Like, I mean, I don't want to be locked into it. Like, why if I do it one year, do I have to do it another year? I am sorry. Uh, you know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes I'm just not into it, but, uh, you know, 
And then people give you shit. How come you didn't call everyone? And I'm like, well, what, what do you think? This is? That's not part of my job. Read my contract. That was just an, a bonus. Um, yeah, then I was, uh, I don't know, I was sitting at home for two weeks. The kids came out, my children. We had a great time. Saw them for a few days. We went and visited my mother, who, as I told you before the break, had COVID. We put her on that drug Paxlovid. Yeah. Holy shit, does that stuff work? It, I mean, she's 95. I thought for sure she'd check out this time. Son of a begun. I mean, she, I gave her the Did Paxlovid. Did snap her right out of it? And the next morning, all, all her symptoms were gone. Her fever, her sore throat. Wow. I'm like, man, that shit's, I don't know what's in it, but give it to my mother. The only thing Damn. was, she got the shits. I knew that there was a side effect. I said to her, Mom, there's one problem. Your stomach's going to bother you, but you just got to hack it for five days. All right, I'll do it. And I don't know. She had a major, you know, she can't move fast anymore. She got the walker and everything, my mom. And, um, so it, it hit you like sudden, that? Like think, you got to run to the bathroom? And she ain't running anywhere. And I don't <laughs> think she, uh, I think. I think there was, like, she was all upset. Oh, I had a terrible thing happen, Howard. <laughs> what happened, Mom? A terrible thing happened. I, you, I got diarrhea. So she had the diarrhea from Paxlovid. I think she might have shit her pants. I'm not saying, uh. but I'm pretty sure she, I don't know what happened. And she doesn't wear pants anymore. She wears jammies. So that doesn't even catch the duty. No, I think she kind of shit go. herself. No. Yeah. The duty goes right. I don't know what happened, but. That's not. Anyway, good. Her, her her people helped her. The aide helped her and everything. They were kind to her and they're good people. Yeah. And I appreciate them. But it was uh, it only once or did this happen for, for the whole time she was taking the pack? All it was was one massive diarrhea. <laughs> and afterwards she was fine. And no more diarrhea. And she had that slight metallic taste in her mouth. Those were the wow. only side effects, if you want to call it that. And it worked like a charm. But she didn't have fever. She didn't have a sore throat. I didn't have to hear her kvetching. I have a horrible sore throat. I can't swallow. I can't even eat. Whoa. I didn't have to hear any of that. I called up. She was like in a good mood. She goes... I ate my whole breakfast. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. I go, <laughs> I go, <laughs> wow, that's great, Mom. That's What'd a you big eat? deal in a day, right? <laughs> the aid makes me delicious oatmeal. It's so good with the raisins and some walnuts. And she puts in flaxseed, and it's delicious. <laughs> oh, good, Mom. <laughs> yeah, flaxseed. I go, that's wonderful, Mom. That's wonderful. You had a delicious breakfast. I could eat my whole breakfast. Oh, that's wonderful, Mom. I'm like, uh, the whole world is celebrating. They're on, they have a broadcast called New Year's Rockin' Eve. <laughs> Confetti was I shot was, out of cannons and fireworks. <laughs> I was so fucking happy when she was telling me she's eating. Like, I do rejoice because it becomes my headache. Yeah. 
I, and then I, I brought the kids over to see my mother. She couldn't wait to get us out of there. Oh, no. She's not even excited when the grandkids show up. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Oh, dear. <laughs> what does it take? Yeah. 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 Robin oh. just uh, busted me. I have a granddaughter. I don't, I don't think I've ever mentioned that on the air, but, um, well, yes, I'm talking about your mom's grandkids, not you. I didn't say anything about your oh, grandkids. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't, all right. Well, that's geez, okay. I have a granddaughter. You busted yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do that. Yeah. Right. Right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Oh. Let's see. But <laughs> I never. I was talking about her grandkids. Oh, oh, oh! Gotcha. Well, no, her great granddaughter. But anyway, she goes. Speaking to the grandkids, she'll go. Ah, she goes. Ah, she got the the kids are tired. The kids are tired. They have to leave. <laughs> I go, mom. We've only been here for twenty minutes. I slept everybody there. Yeah. They're tired. <laughs> they yeah. got more energy than anybody. Yeah. No, you're right. I busted myself. Anyway. Yeah, no. Uh, she has grandkids. They're your daughters. Yeah, she does. <laughs> now I have a grandkid. So there you go. I'm confused. Oh, Robin. So, like, I took the kids all the way there. And then we were there for like a big 20 minutes, which is fine by me. But it is a real schlep. It's such a schlep. And then, you know, and then the conversation, you know, I call my mom, but the conversation is always the same. So I put in a full day. It takes me like two hours to get to my mom's. Mm. Then I got two hours back after I dropped the kids off because they had to go. And then. um And then I go home. And then I get a call from the nurse that my mom's ankles are swollen again. And now my whole fucking rest of my day is trying to figure out how to get her a diuretic to take the swelling in her ankles down. And I'm on the phone with the doctors and the nurses and the don't ask. Hello, hello. Ugh. So it's just, you know, it's a long, it's a long day of conversation, medical conversation. So when I hear my mother ate her, you know, her, her, her oatmeal, I'm like, I'm like, thank God. I'm like, you got to be kidding. When thank God for a miracle. Down to the biggest thing in your life is eating a whole breakfast. Thank you, thank you. I don't know what you make of that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Ah, ah, yes. When I hear my mother ate breakfast, I it's like she said, Oh, by the way, I grew wings and I can fly now. Like it it's like a miracle. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you mean you had a good cure for cancer. I you know, she just did something amazing. Yeah, right. I and she says it like she did. She said, I even ate my breakfast. And I'm like, oh, isn't that great? Thank you. Thank you. I oh. even grew wings and I flew to the sun and came back. Oh, wow. I even fought Spider-Man and I won. Oh, that's fabulous. I'm I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my wings didn't melt, though. <laughs> um. 
<laughs> hey, anyway, so uh, Robin on the vacation, you, I, I, we didn't say this before Robin's vacation because, I, you know, I don't like to, it, there's so many nudniks out there, I figured they'd bother Robin at the airport or something, I didn't know, so I kept it quiet, but Robin, before the vacation, before Christmas vacation, called me up and said, um, oh, I can't take it anymore. I'm going away. You know, she's afraid to tell me because I don't believe she should leave her house. You know, Robin is immunocompromised, and uh, I don't believe Robin should leave her home. But she said, that's it. I can't take it. I am going to listen to this. I was like, I was waiting for her. I thought she was going to go, I'm going to Vermont, or I'm going to... Miami. There she goes. I'm going overseas. I go, okay, London, I can understand. Maybe uh, Paris. You know, I, I wouldn't want her to go there, but or maybe Italy. She, I'm going to Southeast Asia. And I go, where the fuck is that? I think I know what that is, but I better, better act smart and go, oh, great. And then she goes, Vietnam, Laos, and uh, Cambodia. Cambodia and, and Thailand. Uh, Thailand. And I'm like, oh, why don't you just <laughs> no, go to India? You know what you did? <laughs> this was the funniest uh, reaction you've ever had. I said, I'm going to, I named the four places. And you just went, no. You just started screaming. <laughs> it was the longest no oh I ever heard. God. No. No. <laughs> Unbelievable. And I, I tried to talk Robin out of it, you know. I was like, man, really? Like, what if you get COVID and you're in South... I guarantee you that you can't find Paxlovid over there. And I remember when Robin went to India, she immediately turned around and came home. I was like, what are you doing? Go somewhere cool, like where you know you're going to have a success. You go to Italy, you know you're going to have a success. I no, I'm going to Hanoi. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I go, don't you know that, like, who knows? You'll probably end up with worms. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going to explore the bat caves of Asia with a shaman. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, vey, here we go again. I was convinced you were going to die over there. I know. That's um, why I called you immediately when I got home. <laughs> I said, he thinks I'm well, going she not to only, die. <laughs> she texted me from like, I don't know, Hanoi or Vietnam, I somewhere think it was there. Saigon. And there's a plane, Robin's, yeah. Robin's on a bicycle being pulled around in a cart with some, some Asian gentleman who looked about three pounds. And I'm like, Oh my God. And she has a big smile on her face. And I'm like, I would be embarrassed to be an American in one of those little, but Robin is happy as a clam running around in Vietnam, having some guy pull her on a bicycle. <laughs> And, uh, look, it wasn't my idea. I, mean, I, 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 looked, I did a guided I showed, tour. I, I showed did what the, they told me to do. <laughs> I showed. I, I did what they told me to do. I showed my wife that picture. I go, can you think of a worse vacation being pulled around on a bicycle by a little tiny man who probably lost all his relatives when we bombed their country? And now Robin is there. And, and she has a smile on her face, and I could just see, like, take me on a tour. You know, I, I, I just was beside myself. And I go, and then she's like, on to Thailand. I go, I know about Thailand. That's a great place to go to have horrible diarrhea. Where are you going? To, to, to Thailand? 
Oh, my God. So I was going nuts on the air before Robin was leaving because I wanted to tell everybody. I know. You almost that, did um, the last that, day. You were like, ah, I can't tell. I'm not going to talk mm. about it. <laughs> I was pretty sure on the air I could have talked you out of it. But you didn't get COVID. You did. Uh, somehow you stayed safe. I don't know how. You were they in a have hotel, a higher you... vaccination rate than we do. And they're mask they? friendly. Wow. Everything, it's warm well, the there. Pictures Everything I, saw. I did uh, was outside. The pictures I saw, you were not wearing a mask in any of them. No, those were outside pictures. It was outdoors while I was sightseeing. And uh, yeah, like I said, the higher vaccination rate, they've reached herd immunity. They don't have the issues that uh, we are having. And it's, like I said, warm there now. They're experiencing what they call their summer. Oh. Even though it's well, winter. It looked horrible. It was wonderful. I'm Alex. here. Robin goes, I'm doing my Christmas shopping at the Wuhan wet market. I go, great. <laughs> Let me tell you, I didn't show you any pictures of those markets. They were crazy. Because every there's no refrigeration. And everything, I mean everything, is just sitting out in the hot sun. From... Fruits to fish to meat. Just all sitting out there. I was like, oh my God, if Howard saw this, he would never be able to eat here. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was fixated on the guy driving the rickshaw. He wasn't <laughs> even wearing a mask. Like, but he, like was he was breathing right back on you. There. He was behind me. <laughs> It's really, he's he pushing was in front me of along. You. No, no, no. He was behind well, me. Look at the photo again. He was behind uh, doing uh, the uh, pedaling. Not again. Not, <laughs> not looking at that again. <laughs> By the way, uh, Robin did so well on her vacation. She has announced to me and she said it's okay for me to say that she is going to Ukraine for Easter. <laughs> and uh, planning her next... Well, you know what, Howard? I I was so stressed out at the end of the year and the three years of isolation that I said to myself, I need, I'm tired of the routine. I'm tired of only seeing the same people. I'm tired of Zoom. I'm tired of all of this stuff. I need to go somewhere that is completely unfamiliar that I won't recognize anything, I won't understand anything anybody's saying, and I won't see anything that I recognize. And that was Boy. fantastic. Boy, Just are we to see all new like, things. Like you go, I'm like for three years you're in isolation. You're super careful, and then you go, that's it. I'm, I, and then you go and do this completely risky thing you don't even go in steps in other words you should say i'm sick of this i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have 10 people over and i'm having tested and <laughs> and, and, and you know what i mean no you go no i'm gonna go to southeast asia and run around you know what i mean like like that's the most <laughs> drastic that's, thing you could do that's, that's like saying that's living well wow i know but geez i mean my god well all right look
You made it back. Did you enjoy the trip? You liked it? You know I love the trip. I sent you pictures. I saw things that I've never seen before. Uh, What did you see? The people were amazing. First of all, those I didn't send you those pictures of uh, this waterfall that was just late. It was in stages, and you walked all the way up to the top, and it just got more beautiful and spectacular every step of the way. You couldn't... I saw... Yeah, let me what? ask you seriously. You couldn't find a waterfall in, in, not like on, this in one. America? Not like this one. It was Come on. so, it was amazingly beautiful. I've been to Niagara Falls. I've been to other falls, but they're, they were not like this one. This one went on forever and it didn't have just one big rush. It just went, it was, it was amazing. And you could swim there. I didn't swim. Uh, I saw endangered bears. I fed a monkey. I mean, I did things. Mm. I crawled through a cave with bats. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You know what it's like, though? Here for three years, I had you in lockdown. I had you completely safe. You so I had you in your home. You, you, you survived cancer. I got you. I, I, I'm keeping you from COVID. And, and you know what this is like, ladies and gentlemen? It's like, like Robin was a virgin. And then she announced to me, I'm having a gangbang tomorrow night <laughs> and 50 guys are going to fuck me in both my ass and my vagina and I'm going to be blowing them at the same time. <laughs> That's what she did. She went from zero to 195 miles per hour in, in a second. And I mean, you went, you went berserk. Nothing happened All to right. me. All right. So far. I, I gave rice to monks. I had a couple of ceremonies, wow. a couple of rituals. Where people, like. what like, you remember you said to me, yeah. don't lay down by a river somewhere and have some guy chanting over you. Well, it wasn't like that. Right. It was in a home of some Laotian people and all these women and, you know, one guy, they all chanted and sang and then they tied these strings around my wrists <laughs> and you have to keep them on for three days for good luck. <laughs> And, uh, Did you and video then, this? Then they, uh, we videoed a little bit of it, yeah. I even recorded some oh, music that I heard along the way. I have to get that stuff to somebody. Because I said, oh, music, I have to record music when I hear it. Let me ask you something. What? So, uh, they laid you down and they tied no, you we up. Were sitting. Did anyone uh, penetrate? Did anyone <laughs> penetrate you? Penetrate. Uh, I told you I was <laughs> that's a lady. Usually, what I, was I do. Sitting. I... <laughs> All right, and they tied you up. And, and and let me ask you: Is there any part of you that believes you're going to have good luck now because they tied you no. up with string? No. The it, sad thing is, why Howard, do you do it? Because that's their custom. You know, they think they're doing me a favor. You know, they're like, welcome. They, this happened twice. It happened once at the hotel I stayed at. They had this ceremony. They were like, here's how we greet all of our up? guests. They put strings around your wrists like this bracelet. You know, they just tie these strings around your wrist. And um, they say, don't take them off. Because this is going to have all your <laughs> blessings in it and all your rewards. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, I'm looking at their country and going, what the heck are you people talking about? Look at this country. This doesn't right. work, what you're doing. <laughs> well, let but me you ask can't you this. say that to them. Well, let me ask you this, and I want the truth. 
Uh-huh. Did you keep the strings on for three days because you were afraid sure, to take them not? off? I wasn't afraid to take them off. The first one I lost because I was so, I was like, I got to take a shower. I can't keep this stupid string on my wrist. And I took it off and I forgot to put it back on. So the second time when they tied, um, I think, eight strings around my wrist, I said, all right, I'm going to see what it's like to try to keep these on for three days. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the level of superstition in the world is just so sad to me, Howard. It's so, so sad. I mean, these monks, you know, some of the monks were like seven years old. Like, what do they know about what they're doing? They're running around wrapped in orange cloth and, you know, head shaved. And they're monks, too. (laughs) <laughs> seven years i don't know man My that's crazy old monk. i mean can you imagine <laughs> yeah uh on our phone is one of the seven-year-old monks robin consulted for good fortune um hello sir how are you i understand you you're a very esteemed monk in vietnam yes oh he wants to say hello go ahead yes. and uh, would you say a prayer would you would you please, please say the prayer you said chanting. over Robin? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, you was at a target for you. Oh, I, that's what it's. Thank you, like. sir. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. We we lined him up. Uh, well, I, I'm glad I you're back. You a know, man. Uh, wait a minute. I met Uncle Nam, who's a an eighty-something year old man. Who was in the Vietnam War. You know what they call the Vietnam War in Vietnam? Oh. What? The American War. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, this Uncle Nam was 17 when he joined the Viet Cong and he talked about how they lived in tunnels during the day. And then at night, they'd go out, and everybody had a different job. Some people, it was, you know, their job to collect the food and the water. Other people went out and tried to recruit the local citizens and make them Viet Cong. And uh, other people had secret missions and spy espionage kind of things. And then before the morning, they all had to go underground again. And... uh he did that for a long, long time, and he lost an eye and an arm, and he still mm. stayed in the, you know, he returned to the war when he recovered. And they couldn't even take him out of that tunnel that night that that happened. He had to, you know, they bandaged him up, and then somebody walked him to this faraway hospital uh, in the night, the next night. So he's still alive, and he's yeah, you know, happy that his country's free. And um, the most interesting thing I remember what I remember, Uncle Nam, you you know, I served in Vietnam. I don't talk about it a lot. It's painful for me. But I remember I think I killed his whole family, that guy. And I'm the guy who took his eye. I um, yeah, I remember it was a it was. a Yeah, I, I made my way down to one of those tunnels. We had done some recon that day and me and my whole uh, my all oh my guys, like five of us, we said, hey. Let's go down there under the tunnel. Well, all of a sudden, I see this character, Uncle Nam. And uh, I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this guy's eye and make it a necklace. Oh. And uh, sure enough, yeah. Yeah. I uh, went down there, a bunch of my buddies, 
took his eye. And, um, yeah, I still have the necklace up in my closet, hanging. Wow. Uh, I took his ear, well, too. I'm sure Did he'd like it back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Listen, you have, it was a different uh, time. The goodwill. But you know <laughs> yeah. who yeah. was spoken about very reverentially and with great Ooh. deference? John Ooh. McCain. I wow. was at the Hanoi Hilton. You know what that was? Mm. Do you remember the Hanoi Hilton? Sure, of Hilton? course. What That's it? where John McCain was held. That's it's, right. Of that course was I know where Okay, sometimes you fool me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Hanoi Hilton, I spent, a, I spent a year of my life in the Hanoi Hilton when I was captured. <laughs> but of course I escaped. You know that story. I've told you that. Uh, I was very so, brave. I was right there, saw where John McCain was held and wow. listened to stories about him. And then all over uh, the prison and elsewhere, they have photos of him and John Kerry because John McCain, after the war, went back to Vietnam. I mean, we don't talk about this very much, but he went back to Vietnam and he said, we need to fix what we messed up. And he right. was b a big part of normalizing relations with um, Vietnam and the United States after the war was over. Because all they had to rely on was Russia. And Russia wasn't really interested in building up that country. And uh, that dude, the United that dude States, John McCain, I'll say it again. John McCain, I met him. Uh, uh -huh. He was a great man. I mean, that, that back in the, you know, it wasn't too long ago, you had a John McCain and, and politicians kind of work together and they made friends out of one another. But all that well, he died was a guy who could go back to Hanoi and talk to the people who imprisoned him and tortured him. Yep. He was a great man. He was a great and man, John McCain. Let me tell you something. Hanoi is, I mean, not Hanoi. Saigon, that's Ho Chi Minh City now. And it is beautiful. Yeah. And all of that beautiful. happened because and, and of the ending of the hostilities between the United States and Vietnam. Yeah, it's all crazy when you think about that war. I told you my daughter lived in Hanoi for two years. Uh -huh. My middle daughter, Deborah, uh, she lived there with her then... Uh, were they married at that point? I don't know if they were. Uh, yeah, were no, they no, they weren't married at that point. No. But with, they were, they were engaged, but they lived there for two years, taught English, and they were shocked by even the 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 thing we fought about there was communism. But they said this like it's so free market. The only communism is everyone who's born in Vietnam gets a um, a little uh, rice patty where right. they can grow rice, and then you go and you can you you share your rice with everyone. Yeah. So all those men that died and all that. And, you know, of course, uh, I don't like the to talk about... The other thing that um, was most gross about the whole thing, Howard, the whole idea of the Vietnam War, what we were sold, was that we can't have the domino effect. Like, if that country falls, right. all these other countries will fall, and then the next thing you know, we'll have communism at our door. Everything along the Ho Chi Minh Trail is communist. Cambodia and Laos were also involved and the war spread out to those areas. All communists. Hmm. And we're still fine. And all those young men. And it hasn't are affected dead. our lives. No. Yeah. All those yeah, young men. It's are crazy. Dead.
And now you can go to the Hanoi Hilton. In fact, Robin went to the bathroom where they actually beat um, John McCain's balls with a bamboo shoot. Uh, but and there she was. Uh, it's a special room. <laughs> there there was one, the whole thing's crazy. There was one funny line. You know, they're trying to be as diplomatic as possible <laughs> yeah. about explaining what the Hanoi Hilton yeah. was all about. And they said, we did the best we could taking care of the prisoners with no money and no resources. I was like, oh, they're not saying they treated the prisoners great. They're saying they did the best they could. Well, you know, uh, it is an amazing chapter in our history. And when you go there, you go, what the fuck were we fighting about? Which was what the whole protest in the 60s was about. All the yeah. young men were finally standing up and, and women going, enough with this war. We're young people. And we don't want to go fight in Vietnam. It's crazy. For nothing. Now you we see can't the even see what the reason is. Yeah. You know, everybody was saying no. there is no reason for this. And I was with a, a person on the trip who didn't live through this. And she was like, well, why wouldn't they stop? And I said, because of ego. They, nobody wanted to be the president, uh, of the United States who lost a war. And so they kept escalating and escalating and escalating until it was absolutely ridiculous. And yeah. nothing happened. Well, nothing the, changed. Man, the whole thing is just crazy and. Now you think about it. Like I, I, like I even said to my daughter, now she lived there for two years. I said, were, weren't any of the people angry that you were Americans and what you had done to their country? But she goes, no, there's no animosity toward America. Nope. They don't have any bad feelings. Um, did you they, pick up on that at all? No, did you pick they, up on in fact, anybody? they talk about it. They said, we are Buddhist. And even though one of the guides, his child is affected by Agent Orange. And so this child has special needs. But he said, you know, mm. sometimes I sit with my head in my hands and I think who's going to take care of my child when I'm not here anymore. But we're Buddhist and we move forward. We move on. We tr don't hold animosity. We move on and we find happiness where we can. Gee, I'm, I'm amazed by the spirit of these people in Vietnam. I really am. I mean, I'd be pissed. I'm, I'm still pissed off at Germany. I didn't even, uh, you know, I wasn't even <laughs> in World War II or World War One, And I just think Germany is just fucked up. I still have problems with them. But, uh, and that's a long time ago. Now Germany's our friend, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, you look at Crazy. them and go, are they really? <laughs> Norm MacDonald, yeah. the late Norm MacDonald, who we lost, who we lost in 2022. I'll go through some of the highlights and lowlights of 2022. But he had a great routine about Germany. I think it was Norm. If I if I got this wrong, forgive me. My memory's shot. But uh, it was a great routine about how he goes. You know, I still worry about Germany. He goes. World War One came around, and Germany decided to go to war with the world <laughs> and he goes and it was a lot closer than you think you think it should have been over in five minutes but no he said germany went to war with the world and then he goes then world war ii you know he talks then world war ii he goes they went to war they decided to go to war with the world <laughs> and, he goes, and guess what <laughs> it was 
pretty close. It went on a lot longer than you would have thought. I just think that was one of the funniest routines I'd ever saw. I think he did it on the last Letterman show. But mm-hmm. I could be wrong. I mean, you know, I could be wrong about a lot of stuff. You know, Barbara Walters died. while. Well, yeah. anyway, I'm glad you're back in one piece. But I was going to say Barbara Walters died uh, just a few days ago. And, you know, Barbara Walters, did you remember that Barbara Walters was at my wedding to Beth? Yes, she was at my table. I thought about that uh, when I heard the news. I was like, yeah, Barbara was at the table with me and the Donald. Yeah, Donald Trump, Melania, Joan Rivers, Barbara Walters were at a table, Robin. And I don't know who else was at your table, but it was a pretty good table. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Barbara Walters, I always loved Barbara Walters. I used to I watch her on the Today Show when I was a kid. Yeah, I never told you this. When we first started working in Washington, I was I was overwhelmed by, you know, the this was a meteoric rise for me. I went from school to practically working in a major market. And I was like, I'm not ready for this. I can't, you know, I, people keep offering me these jobs that I am not ready to handle. And I said, well, you've got to do this job. So who can you be to do this job? And I said, I'll be Barbara Walters because I thought she was amazing and she was fantastic and she was a groundbreaker and she was fearless. So I would pretend to be Barbara Walters while I was sitting there. Well, Barbara Walters, you know, I mean, it's kind of weird that I, I don't even know how I knew Barbara Walters. I know she did the radio show. She came on as a guest and we had a good time. And I think, I think she was willing to loosen up with her image when she decided to uh, start the show, The View. In other words, I don't think she would have come on our radio show when we were, you know, when she was like an anchor woman or she was on the Today Show. But when she was starting The View, she started to get out there because The View was about being Barbara Walters, the opinionated person. It was a personality person. So she came show. on our show. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she came on our show. It was pretty cool. But I started to develop something of a friendship with her. I know what it was, too. She called me. I'm such a dick. But uh, I love this. She called and wanted me to be on a Barbara Walters special. I don't know how many years ago this was, but you remember the Barbara Walters special was a big deal. If you were on the Barbara Walters special, meant you were somebody. There were two. And some of the her specials. One was the, the one before the Oscars. That was a big deal if you got picked or tapped to be on the special before the Oscars. And then was the most fascinating people. And I think she wanted you for that. Yeah, she did. She wanted me for the 10 most fascinating people of the year. Yeah. And uh, she called up my agent. And she said, uh, gee, I really want I, I've named Howard one of the 10 most fascinating people of the world. And I, and I said to my agent, you know. That's kind of weird. I said, what? You know what? Who are the other 10? Who are the other nine people? And, because and sometimes what number it's like are you? Charo. Right? <laughs> Yeah, like sometimes it's like uh, Honey Boo Boo, you know what I mean? Or, or it's like, it's like, yeah, and 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 like before you go, be like one of the most fascinating people. Well, I can't do it, Barbara Walters. I know one of the most fascinating people is uh, Octo Mom, you know, and you're like Octo Mom, and then Howard Stern. Well, she was fascinating. And, 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 so I, I, 
So I had the nerve to ask my agent to please call Barbara Walters and say, um, no, I don't want to be on it. If you want to just interview me, but I don't want to be on with nine other people. Uh, I think I'm the most, I think I'm all 10 most fascinating people. <laughs> You're one through 10 this year. Yeah. And of course she told me to go fuck myself more or less because, uh, <laughs> I mean, in the nicest of ways. And you know what? When she would have these specials, I was kind of like, you know, sometimes it's like people who've committed sex crimes too. You know, it's not always people oh, yeah. who are. You could be a so criminal. Great. You could be a, a dictator. You could be a horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> you could be Hitler. Like hit like Hitler was uh named wasn't he named Time Magazine's man of the year one time or something? Had to be, I mean, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I said I, I said, first of all, give me a list of who you're gonna include me with. So Yeah, you're on I never Omar ended Gaddafi. Up, <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean Jeffrey Dahmer is fascinating. I don't want to be on a special with him. So I was like, you know what, fuck this. And plus with those specials, you know, sometimes um you know, you can't control the editorial comments, right. if you know what I mean. She Bad boy, how it's done. For like five days, and there's ten, two minutes of interview. Yeah. So she's got yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. to choose Coming. From. Coming up next, how it's done and the Boston bomber. <laughs> and the ten most fascinating people of the world. So, um... Yeah, I remember turning that down. And I've got this great Barbara Walters special, but my wife doesn't want me tell. I mean, uh, Walters story, uh, but my wife doesn't want me telling it. It's oh, a really? very good story. It's really fascinating, but uh, I think it's going to... Barbara turns out to be very fascinating. I don't want to be... <laughs> well, I made I made the mistake of saying to my wife while we were on... You know, I don't have an audience when I'm on vacation except for my wife and... I said, you know, I'm going to tell that story about Barbara Walters that we have because now she's dead and it's time. She goes, no, don't tell it. Oh. I go, why? When? I mean, she goes, because other people are involved. I, go, I can obscure the names of other people. No, but you're bringing up something. It's the craziest fucking story and I want to tell it so bad. Really? I'm going to respect my wife. Why did yeah. you preview it? Because I made a mistake. It was stupid. <laughs> I should have just said it. All right, look, I'm going to come out with it. Barbara Walters fucked Benji at my wedding. No, I'm no uh, that's not the story. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great, though? That's oh the story God. I would tell. Yeah. Um, well, uh, Cyrus Silverman had a great run in with uh, Barbara Walters at my wedding. Uh, here she is talking about it. We were walking out and I passed by Barbara Walters and she looked up at me and I go and I took my jo I had my joint in my hand and I go. Barbara, we're going to go smoke weed. <laughs> and um, she grabbed my wrist and she just looked up at me and she goes, your mother would be so proud. <laughs> it was like the funniest, <laughs> like most sarcastic thing someone could say to me. It was very cool. <laughs> like, give me a break. She's seen it all. Like, I'm going to be like too cool for school around Barbara Walters. Uh, here's an interesting fact. Barbara Walters had the Jersey Shore cast on the 10 most fascinating people in 2010 right. and Honey Boo Boo in 2012. I wasn't wrong. So, so it like, could have happened where you're sitting between the Jersey Shore people and Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> yeah. And now, right after the Jersey Shore, 
here's Howard Stern, and then Honey Boo Boo coming up. And I'm like, ooh, what a lame special. I suck. Oh, my God. But Barbara Walters, she was very nice to me. I think I was on The View. The first time I did The View, I was on with Barbara Walters. and it was, Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. But she did our show. I interviewed her a couple of times. And she told yeah, me she how she got her started like broadcasting. Being on the show and wanted to. And then she started working yeah. here at Sirius, remember? And so she was on. Yeah, more. what was that about? She started playing yeah. some of those interviews as part of a sort of retrospective of her career. She had all this material. Here's a couple of things. She, um, oh, she was the first woman to moderate a presidential debate. There you Good go. Good evening. I'm Barbara Walters, moderator of the last of the debates of 1976 between Gerald R. Ford, Republican candidate for president, and Jimmy Carter, Democratic candidate for president. Welcome, President Ford. Welcome, Governor Carter. That's when, like, being, that's like when being president was still, like, honorable until Trump did it. You know, you now, it's like anyway, a, now it's yeah. like a, the, the, the yeah, like the debates now are like, you know, it's like a it's zoo. It's like the WWE. Yeah, it's like a rank out session. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah? Well, your mother fucked a dog. <laughs> yeah, well, you're an asshole. <laughs> um, yeah, Barbara's interview specials on ABC were television events. They really were. They got huge ratings. Yeah. For 30 years, she was the lead-in show to the Academy Awards. Her 10 most fascinating people shows were year-end staples. She spoke to world leaders, Hollywood legends. Her interview with Monica Lewinsky was watched by 74 million people. Um, Barbara told me about the one celebrity that made her so excited she had to stop the interview. Let me hear that. The only attraction was a flirtation with Clint Eastwood, in which I got so flustered I, I on camera, stopped the tape. You really were sexually excited by Clint Eastwood? Yes, I was. When you say sexually well, excited... Sexually excited, we were flirting. Sexually excited in the middle of an interview is a little hard to be. You didn't have sex with him, though? Oh, uh, Howard... That wasn't a no. That wasn't a no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Barbara said her, you know, she was really good at convincing people. The only person she couldn't convince was me, but she was really good at convincing people to do her show. But she said uh, the other two were Princess Diana. Yeah. Jackie Kennedy and me. She couldn't get it. Those were the three. She couldn't get it's me, like Jackie Kennedy, new, Princess Diana. Uh, Mount Rushmore. The people that Barbara couldn't get. Yeah. <laughs> You're on yeah. that that mountain. And then she um, told us how she created The View. ABC had come to me and said, do you have an idea for a daytime show? I never watched daytime, so I didn't really have an idea. But I said, I wanted to do a show, and in the back of my mind I had, with different women of different generations, just talking the way you would if you were sitting around the way we are here yeah uh, at your breakfast table and this was today it's done all the time uh, but then that was very new to take a bunch of women of different ages different personalities different political opinions stick them on the air and say talk barbara admitted that she regretted pressing ricky martin about whether or not he was gay she felt that was inappropriate yeah. she was also sorry that she decided not to broadcast 
1976 tape of a White House tour that Betty Ford gave her while visibly drunk. She she protected Betty Ford from that, which seems kind of kind of nice. But I guess it would have been way newsworthy. So she, she at the time she didn't do it, but. Well, I think she, she was regrets. protecting America. I think what happened before was that people were thinking about the country and what it would mean to know what your president was like as a real person or what the first lady was like who had uh, these difficulties. I think that was what was on people's mind then, that this was a prestigious office and you don't want to trash these people because they have to go meet other world leaders. How fucking nutty! But today is Betty we Ford, don't huh? care. She would, yeah, she. Would, well, I didn't realize what a nut job she was. She, um, she knows Barbara Walters is coming. She gets she gets hammered, and she's doing a White well, House tour. Well, that's what you call an alcoholic. <laughs> they they don't know yeah, they're that's... not functioning well. <laughs> I used to debate whether or not uh, um, uh, Gerald Ford's wife was really an alcoholic, but now I don't. Now I know she was because she just hammered. <laughs> Uh, the other thing was, too, Gilda Radner did an impersonation of her on Saturday Night Live, and it turns out Barbara Walters had no sense of humor for it. She hated the impression. Hello, I'm Barbara Wawa, and welcome to Barbara Wawa at Lodge. We are indeed lucky to have as our guest tonight the greatly respected and world-renowned creator of shuttle diplomacy, sometimes controversial, but to my mind, a really regular guy, Secretary of State Dr. Henry Kissinger. <laughs> that was a great impression. That was so good. <laughs> yeah, she she hated it. You know what surprised me when I was reading the notes was that she really was hurt by the Gilda Radner mm. impression that Baba Wall was. Yeah. yeah, but you 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 were hurt by Gilda Radner making uh, fun of you. Well, I was, you know, Baba Wawa until I walked one day into my daughter's bedroom and she was watching, and I stiffened, and she said, "Oh, mommy, lighten up." Yeah. And she did lighten up about it because after Gilda yeah. died, uh, Barbara Walters sent her husband, Gene Wilder, a note signed Baba Wawa. So there you go. <laughs> and uh, well, anyway, she was the host of the, and producer of The View until 2015. She was the first um, woman to anchor a network news show. Yeah, she was a great woman, very accomplished woman. ABC News named a section of their New York headquarters the Barbara Walters Building. Nice. A legend. She will be missed. She. I had heard she was sick for a couple of years. You know, yeah, the past I was couple missing of years her she already. Well. Because she was always out and about. Even after she left The View, you'd, uh, you know, I'd see her at Broadway shows and uh, various things. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, you don't see Barbara anymore. I think she's gotten to that the age. next big loss this is going to come as a shock to a lot of people i think to you robin but uh we just lost that right at the end of 2022 and i want to do a little obituary for my man it was uh elephant boy died the very famous Get fred the here. elephant boy <laughs> yeah Are fred the serious? elephant boy died how old was fred i'm serious Fred, well, let me do the obituary. I got a couple of notes that oh, I took uh, about him. I was thinking him about and, uh, him before we left. I was, was like, oh, we haven't heard from Fred in a while. 
Whack Packer Fred the Elephant Boy, one of my faves, died last month at the age of 64 due to complications from blood clots. Mm. Blood clots. He evidently had been struggling with his health. We knew he had a pacemaker put in. I knew about yeah. that. I talked to him about it. Um, and he was hospitalized with blood clots before. And uh, here's a little fact you didn't even know. He was the longest-serving whack packer in show history, Fred the Elephant Boy. Did not know that. He was, he was hospitalized from November 25th through his death on December 8th. Aww. He was briefly put on life support, but then he passed away. Uh, his real name was Fred Schreiber. And we gave him the nickname Elephant Boy because he sounded like uh, the movie, The Elephant Man. And uh, I got some tape. I pulled a little tape so we could remember him. Here's his first call to the show. November 28th, 1988, over 34 years ago. This was the first time we heard his You're voice. You're on the air. Yeah, no. I just shot the my radio. All right. Uh, hey, what is that, an Italian accent, Gary? No. I smell ratings gold with you, Fred. Oh, uh, really? Uh, yeah. That's good, yeah. See? I love you, Harvard. Hey, I love you too, man. <laughs> this guy's perfect. Uh, what, the, what is it, some kind of speech defect you got? Uh, yes, after since I was born. What? Ever since I was born, I, I, I had this problem. Ever since you were born, you had this problem. Yeah. I got you. I'm catching yeah. on to your lingo. Yeah, I sure did. I caught on to his lingo real good. When I'm we met, about Fred was a 30-year-old. Uh, he Ever since he was born, he couldn't talk, and he's right. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, never no. able to talk. <laughs> The, well, the doctors thought it was a form of cerebral palsy. I talked to him about that. They don't know. I mean, I don't know if that is even uh, uh, We don't accurate. know what that was. Yeah. I'll tell you a terrible story. Fred was in the hospital at the end. And the doctors uh, thought he said, do not resuscitate. It turns uh, out he was just asking for a glass of water. And uh, <laughs> it was terrible. So that's how oh, we lost no, him. He'd still be with us. They should have done CPR yeah. and they didn't. huh? <laughs> Because <laughs> he went, he just he turned to the doctor said, "Well, do you want to sign this? Do not resuscitate." <laughs> okay, sure, just sign right here. <laughs> but terrible. Um, a couple of highlights from Fred's career on our show. First of all, he was a thirty-year-old virgin when we met him. And we helped him get laid for the first time. So I thought the show was a great, great bonus for this guy's life. I mean, he was really not doing well with the ladies. Um, and then Fred later on continued his search for love by joining a phone dating service back in the day. And then that we, we discovered his dating stage of Fred. Yes. <laughs> and we discovered his dating profile and the clip became an instant classic because we realized Fred was uh, looking to date a couple, a dude and a woman. How the couple? I'm looking for a couple in the 30s or 40s in which the male is bi. I am a white male, 38 years old. I am 5 foot 10, 165 pounds. I'm 12 and disease free. I don't play head games and I'm looking to have a discreet, you know, sexual encounter with a couple. If this interests you, leave a message is box. And that was mind-blowing. Well, <clears throat> we said to uh, 
first of all, Fred was doing it anonymously, but we go, Fred, we know that's you. There's no yeah. one else who sounds How like that. How do you that. disguise that voice? Howard, he originally tried to deny that was him. Yeah. Which was hysterical. <clears throat> I know. That's what I'm saying. I remember he, uh, I go, Fred, that's you. He goes, nah, that's not, not me. I go, and I go, then what, there was the whole, on. Fred, are you, we didn't know you were bi. And it, uh, he's not. He, uh, he kept saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. It was a joke. Yep. It was a, somebody put him up to it. All kinds of excuses. Yeah. Fred uh, also, uh, when I ran for governor on the Libertarian ticket in 1994, I knew Fred was the perfect person to introduce me at their convention. And here he is. He came with me to the Libertarian convention and put my name into nomination. Stop. Sit down. I hereby, it's my great pleasure to give the nomination space to Howard. Many of you think that Howard is a joke. I think this is the best thing I ever happened to the Liberty Empire because once it become governor of New York. Yeah, he he was quite the speechmaster. He got and he got he got really fucking excited sometimes. Um, we did a and and sometimes we would hold funerals whenever we would win yeah. in a radio market and become number one. We would have a, a funeral for the DJs that lost to us. And uh, here's Fred's speech at our 1994 Cleveland funeral. I mean, this guy was a super fan. Listen to him. He, he knows how to whip a crowd into shape. And now the moment you're ready for. The one you give me. The king of media and the king of media of Cleveland. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better hype, man. Listen to that crowd. He whipped them. That speech, I, I, I still say to this day, this speech was more inspiring than Zelensky addressing Congress uh, recently. I, I still well, think know, uh, Fred's speech always, is number one. Always say that Hitler was a great speaker, but I don't think he got the same reaction. Yep. Fred's reaction no. was over the top. Uh, anyway, rest in peace, my friend. Um, oh, I should mention too, Fred was a big fan of, uh, Donald Trump. So much so that he quit our show in 2020 because he felt I was being too liberal <laughs> with my views and that I had become too extreme. I became too extreme. Yeah, you are. So here is his. Yeah, I was the extremist. <laughs> uh, here's his goodbye statement from when he quit the show. This is a, a wonderful, wonderful clip um oh god there's so many clips i should even play before i play that i mean it's crazy i didn't even many play highlights court. but all right Fred. here is many many highlights yeah but but here he is when he quit our uh, quit our show hey holly if we thought i made this agreement with you and find some of your statements with bunting you you been uh, with me almost 32, uh, 32 years. Uh, it was a wonderful, uh, it was a wonderful experience. If it, at times things didn't go my way during that segment. But just remember one thing. Everything, sometimes everything comes to an end. 
So that was his big statement that he quit the show. But like most whack Packers, Fred's retirement didn't last too long. He regularly checked in with Chris Wilding until a month before his death. Oh. And, um, yeah, and Fred admitted he had come to terms with his bisexuality. He was even pitching ideas for the show. So, you know, here he is. He came Look, right back. you remember uh, Cisco and Ebert, uh review movies? Yeah. We can do that for 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 gay movies. Give Howard your opinion of a certain, you know, gay movie, you know, porn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd like to review gay porn with me? Yes, it's an idea. That guy was so big, sir. After the movie, I'm gonna sit down. You know, something, something like that. <laughs> right. No, he's a pitch man. <laughs> well, that was a great idea, him and Chris being Siskel and Ebert for yeah. for gay films. Are you not a uh, the other thing I left out of his obituary, and I don't want to give him short shrift because he was such a big part of the show, but he had this big feud with High Pitch Eric. Yeah. And um, it started after what happened was Eric was our man on the street correspondent on the old Howard 101 show, Lieberman Live. And Fred, um, I guess uh, Fred replaced Eric. And then Fred called Eric to confront him about the feud. But, the you know, whatever the fight was about, it didn't matter. When those two guys started fighting, it was Hello. great. Yeah. Hi, Eric, this is Fred Donovan Ball. I'm sorry I think Fred down with, with Lip and Men Live. Fuck you, asshole. Uh, don't be mad at me, Eric. Fuck you, Fred. You quit the show. Maybe you should quit eating so much, you slop. No, maybe you should stop being a fucking asshole. That's a bad comeback. You suck. Yeah, well, you suck too. You suck yeah. Your career is over. I will make a better hybrid. What? Quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. I'm a big fat mess. Yeah, well, you, you are a big fat mess. You should clean your shirts more often. You, your shirts are like a tablecloth, you fucking dirty, messy bitch. Who's hot this? This is a big fat, smelly wear. No, Elephant Boy, you're a fucking piece of shit. I'm Elephant Boy. You're yep. just an elephant. <laughs> Good comeback. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, he had a wit. <laughs> then we had a, then we had a people's court. You remember that with um, oh, yes, high pitch with, um, made some real threats. Yes, with the uh, uh, why can't I? Wendy, Wendy was the Wendy. judge. Wendy, yeah. High pitch made several threats against Fred, and we eventually held a special people's court to settle their disagreement. Wendy, the slow adult, served as judge, and she ruled in Fred's favor. Fred won that one. Uh, here they are. Here's a little piece of that. This is the defendant, High Pitch Eric. He's currently having trouble fitting through the courtroom door. This is the plaintiff, Fred the Elephant Boy. We can hardly understand what the fuck his claim is. One of the texts Eric sent me is, I have people coming to your address. Do not. 
Watch oh. your back. Oh, You'll so get that beat down. Judge Wendy, it is time to rule. Well, um, high pitch, I have to say, I really do love you, and I really do have good times with you whenever I'm up there or whatever we do. But, um, Elephant Boy is right. You need to, uh, get a little bit of help and not, you know, threaten so many people. Wow. What an exciting event. What was the. And I guess the, the other. The punishment that Eric had to go through. I don't remember. <laughs> he lost the I case. don't even remember. It didn't matter. <laughs> Howard, <laughs> you're, it was, um, you're caught up in the, something. I, I, I don't think it matters. It's actually. Really oh, I good. know what it was. The punishment was a. The punishment was a gas chamber where Will the Farter oh. repeatedly farted in the loser's face, so Eric had to lay down on the floor and get blasted. That's what it there was. there had to be um, something amazing. The only other thing I want to mention in the history of Elephant Boy before we uh, put his obituary to rest, uh, iconic moment in the show, uh, Gary uh, Delabate used to make appearances at car dealerships <clears throat> and things like that. Back in 2005, Gary, I don't know what, it was some car dealership, and Fred was going there. He was on the subway, and Fred shit himself on the subway ride there. And instead of returning home and, like, cleaning up, Fred just threw his underwear away and went to the event and had shit all over him. And uh, it was unbelievable. And we confronted him about it because Gary said it was crazy. Uh, Elephant Boy smelled, right, Gary? It was just a, a, he was a mess. Not only did it stink, but we saw little shit stains. He was wearing shorts. So we oh. saw shit stains on his socks. <laughs> and so and this is but what, what We had a table about- set up around. We were right next to a fence. And on the fence, there was a blue tarp. Okay. Did you use the tarp to, yeah. clean, to clean your leg? Yeah, that's why, that's why, that's why I noticed some, some more of it was on my leg. And, ah, friend, and then friend, after friend. that, I decided this, this too much. I said goodbye and, you know, and I left. Aye. But Elephant Boy was such a supporter. Wherever you were, he would show up for whatever the event was, shit or not. <laughs> He got he got really mad at me. Right. I feel bad. He, he, I loved him. I mean, I really, really loved him. He was such a good guy. We did prostate karaoke, and um, you know, he got the karaoke thing in his butt. Uh, you know, the thing in his butt for doing the prostate. And I noticed when he went to wipe the lube out of his butt that it was full of shit. And he uh. saw me see it. He threw it on the ground, and then I mentioned it on the air. He never forgave me for that. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, I remember there was a lot of bad blood after that. He didn't like that you busted him for having brown on his toilet paper. What are you going to do? Uh, I, yeah, loved him, yeah, I loved him. What are you going to do? We spent Elephant a lot of Boy time was a good dude. He was, yeah. he was a good-hearted guy. And uh, always, uh, whenever you asked him to do something, he was so thrilled to be a part of the radio show. And and like I said, we did get him late a couple of times, and uh, he loved that. You know, he, he got he a whole girlfriend, a girlfriend out for of a it while at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost, I think they almost got married. But uh, yeah. there he is, rest in peace, Elephant Boy. And uh, we have a special Fred the Elephant Boy collection on the app right now. Some of his great moments on the show, and I suggest. <laughs> You go back into your Howard Stern history and honor this man by uh, watching some of his greatest appearances. And by the way, great they were. And uh, he gave us lots of hours of enjoyment. So Fred the Elephant Boy, uh, Barbara Walters, uh, rest in peace. We lost you in 2022. 
Are there are and, they somewhere uh, together? That's it. Do you think in the afterlife? Absolutely. In heaven, <laughs> all people run into each other. That's it's been explained to me. I took a lot of religious training, and you go to a big place, and like when you die, you go see Fred the Elephant Boy and Barbara Walters, two incredible communicators, each in their own way. They're in the. Uh, by the way, if you should die, go to the communication section of heaven, and you will see both great communicators there: Fred the Elephant Boy, and of course the lovely Barbara Walters. Who, um, you know, I did turn down to be one of her 10 most incredible people. Fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, 10 most fascinating people. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a break and then we'll come back. We have so much to get to. So much to get to because we've been gone for two weeks. In fact, yesterday I was like, why are we off yesterday? It was Monday and I, 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 I called some people who work here. I said, remind me again why we're off. Shouldn't we be back? <laughs> I, I tuned into like Morning Joe and they were back on the air. And I was told that it was considered a holiday yesterday, that uh, schools were closed, that government offices were closed, and that we traditionally come back on the Tuesday after New Year's. And I said, wow, really? I said, because New Year's was Saturday. Sunday, you had your day to rest up. Where the fuck do we come off getting a Monday off? But, hey, I'll take it. I love having Howard, a day off. So Sunday was New Year's Day. So New Year's Day is a federal holiday. So since it yeah. falls on a Sunday, people have to get that holiday. So they observed yeah, it I on know, Monday but, as the holiday, yeah. Right. Yeah. I was happy to observe. <laughs> but even my wife, I think, was ready for me to come downstairs and do the show. But uh there we go. In fact... uh I'm pretty sure 90% of the days in the U.S. are now holidays. I think it's soon going to come down to a one-day work week. I'm very excited about that. I, I I write to Rick Dees. I go, Rick, you had a hit. We we write each other. He go every uh, Christmas. He sends me Dunkin' Donuts uh, gift cards. Yeah, like five of them. And I don't know why. I think you're supposed to pass those out. I don't know why you're hoarding the Dunkin' Donuts gift cards. (laughs) But I do because I don't drink. Rick doesn't even know. I don't drink coffee (laughs) and I don't eat donuts, but I do. I give them to friends of mine, you know. That's funny. Um, And then he said, uh, here, play this on the air. Here you go. Hi, Howard, your friend Rick Dees here in Hollywood. And I want to thank you on behalf of all entertainers for having the genius gene. I don't know how you do it. You entertain every day. Robin is phenomenal. Gary and Fred, Beth and her cats and everybody. But, you know, it's very challenging sometimes to be an entertainer. As you can tell, IDs have scratched and clawed my way to the middle. But, you know, you lose out to big names like Lil Nas X and maybe... Brad Pitt does the voiceover or whatever, and I lose out. But I got one. I got it. And I made almost no money, but they promised me maximum exposure for my career. So sometimes the maximum exposure is what you need. And I think at the stage of my career, I need it. So let me share with you. I did the recording session. They say I will get maximum exposure, very little money. But we have it, and here to roll it. Please insert your parking ticket. Please insert your parking ticket. <laughs> the joke of the day. There you wow, go. Wow, so he's the so guy Rick, who says, please yeah. insert your parking ticket? Yeah, he didn't get any money for it, but he got maximum <laughs> exposure. <laughs> 
Yeah, Rick Dees and his cast of idiots had the number one song in the country with Disco Duck in October 1976. And I'm like, you know what? I've said to Fred, you can't write a disco duck for me. You can't do that. I mean, you consider yourself some sort of musician. He writes these songs. I mean, uh, get get to work. And he does. He does do it. He, but I, he, I, he I don't know. He's yet to come up with anything. It must not be that easy because it hasn't been done since 1977 since Rick did it. So it shows you it's a challenge. No. I've uh, I've taken Fred off that assignment. Steve Nowicki is now working on a... Um, <laughs> You're going to studio version of Smell My Tuchus. Yet. Yes. Well, I think Smell My Tuchus by Tuchus, my band Tuchus, is going <laughs> to be a number one hit. And uh, <laughs> But I'm like jealous of that because people go, oh, you don't want to hit like Rick Dees. I want a hit song. I don't care what it is. That's right. Worry about Not what cool. kind of song it is after you hit number one. Steve, what are you working on for me? Smell My Tookus by Tookus, that song we recorded the other day. I have a full studio version in the works. Richard recorded drums to it, and I have album artwork for us. Oh. This is the artwork I drew. Tookus. Look at you. Wow. <laughs> the smelly tuchus. ass. Smell My Tookus by Tookus. And that's an ass. Let me hear okay. it. You got it? <laughs> you want to hear it? I can play it, yeah. It's uh, a rough cut. We're still working on background vocals here. I'll play it. It's, it's two minutes. Just shout at me if you want me to uh, pause it. Oh, I will. Yeah, coming at you, WNBC. So far, so good. I smell hit. Smell my tooth. Yeah, I like it. Where's the first? You start off with smell my tooth? I get right to the hook. Rocking Where am I? With no wiki, don't fuck with my head. What kind of song is It's a little bit like Alice in Chains. <laughs> Look at Robin ripped her clothes off. <laughs> All right, turn this shit off. Are you guys out of your mind? What the heck is wrong with That's Steve? no disco duck. <laughs> I like that he worked on it for two days and made album art. All right, you can turn that off. <laughs> Not a hit. I'm begging you to turn it off. <laughs> no. Smell my tuchus. You can tell me to turn it off at any time. He thought you'd listen to the whole two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're fired. Drawing board. That's all I have to say. All right. I'll get working on your roof. Wow. That was awful. Uh, smell my tokens. <laughs> Were you all working on the same? Uh, uh, the Bruce Springsteen interview, you know, I was, it's funny, I was reflecting on the year. I never reflect on the year. I, I always wonder who are these people that reflect on the year? I, 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 the year goes by, I don't make any resolutions. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I made a resolution this year. I guess I'm changing. I, the resol oh, the resolution was, it's such a stupid, and mine is too hard. I've already, I've already broken it. Uh, <laughs> it lasted five minutes. Well, My resolution well, is I suffer from uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. And I don't mean like I like tidying up a room. I mean, I do these rituals and things. It's very debilitating OCD, they call it. 
Have and I you, said, you I know what? You I'm dumb. That at one time. I think I do, and then all of a sudden it comes back, and it comes uh-huh. back in 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 the strangest of ways, and sometimes it comes rip roaring back, and it's gotten worse over the years, and I just kind of suffer with it. Like, I, I can't even walk through a doorway without having to go through it a couple of times. There's a whole fucking thing that goes on. My life is tortured. And Do you think so, COVID uh, did I this, said, the that's stress a- of COVID and, and yes. you know, the world conditions. You know what, Robin? I'm not that smart. I don't know. I don't know. Mom, I don't know what did it. Uh, you got a and- lot of stressors, you know? Yeah, well, you know, it's weird with with, with me. I, I don't even know that I'm really under stress because, uh, like, for example, I was writing down in my journal. I had five lines. It's a it's five year journal. It gives you five lines. And it said, uh, what were the highlights of your year? And I wrote down, well, the Bruce Springsteen interview was definitely a highlight of my year professionally. Uh, and I started to write down various things. I lost my cat uh, Grogu. I lost my cat Yoda. And I started all to listening, the and then year. I was almost oh, done. Yes. And then all of a sudden I started, and they went, wait a second. I forgot my father died. Like, I mean, I didn't right. even, like, I, I didn't even remember. I didn't remember. So who knows? Um, you know, I even had this theory I would go to Vietnam and wear strings and it would cure my OCD, <laughs> uh, something, a shaman. <laughs> but so my, give, I, I made you'd give a, a months I, of rice and then everything would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I uh I decided I would uh make my New Year's resolution. That's it. I'm done with the OCD rituals. I am not going to succumb to them when the little voice in my head tells me to do something, I will not do it. Well, I could I I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I so my How ritual long did it last? is back. <laughs> I told what? you 5 minutes. Today's the 3rd of January. <laughs> I remember I was um, listening to a song. I remember exactly what happened. I was doing pretty good for about five minutes. And then I was listening to that song. What is the song that Scott Stapp goes? I will make a blind man see. Do you know that song? You let me take you higher to a place where blind men see. You know that song. Well, yeah, I do. All of a sudden, my brain went this one. Coming at you, WNBC. Mr. Uh, Scott Stapp and his band, uh, whatever their name was, I forget. But Creed. Uh, Creed, I think it was. Yeah, Creed. I like this song. Um, but anyway, I was listening to this song. And then as soon as he said blind man, I, I, all my rituals came right back. And I had to do because... I don't want to be a blind man, so oh that was it. It was over. Yeah, it's awful. I'm a tortured guy. I I, I don't have a pleasant life. But, um, I mean, the most pleasant part of my day is being with my wife. So, thank God for her. But I don't know what it is, but I made the resolutions. And uh, the one resolution, and it all fell apart. Let me ask you something. Do the rituals happen when you're with your wife in that happy moment? Like, do you have to now do something because you no. had a happy moment? That's an interesting question. Um, no. Uh, they, they don't happen a lot when I'm with her. Oh. If she's with me, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a security thing. Sometimes I just want to cry. 
Yeah. Sometimes I just want to cry because it's torture. But, uh, I, you know. You ought to go to I Southeast asked a psychiatrist Asia. about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Ever since they tied you up with string and they didn't <laughs> penetrate you, I uh, thought maybe I should go do that. Yeah, they, Robin was in Southeast Asia over the break, much to my chagrin. But uh, when, once I found out that a shaman tied her up, I even said to her before she went, I went, hey, do me a favor. Don't go to any shaman over your vacation. She goes, oh, don't worry. I'm not doing that. Because one time she was laying on the side of a road with rocks on her belly and uh, did her absolutely no good. And she got eaten by fire ants. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I'm desperate. So, but anyway, I I was just going to tell you one other thing about the trip. So we ended in, yeah, in Bangkok, Thailand. And, uh, you know what Bangkok, I mean, what Thailand used to be. It used to be the nation of Siam. And that's what The King and I is based on. And that movie is banned in Thailand. This innocuous little movie with The King and I and all that. They can't play that movie in Thailand because the king's life, his personal life, should be private. And so they do not want anything told about anything that goes on with the All royal right. family. So just a little piece of fact. information. They cannot play the king and I. Your printer is not seen in Thailand. Yeah. Well, anyway, getting back to uh, my condition. So when Robin said she went to Vietnam and uh, they tied her up with string and uh, look. I, I don't mean this in a disparaging way, but Robin is drawn to medical kooks like a moth to a flame. She's always <laughs> been into this shit. She's a searcher. True. I did not go uh, there looking that's for my any opinion. kind of uh, anything. I just went to see different a different culture. And I'm not All I know is uh, I go on opposed to like letting people have their rituals and ceremonies. I mean, what was I supposed to do? Tell the people at the hotel, no, I won't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I would have done. If someone came up to me and said, listen, we want you to lay down by the side of the road. We're going to put rocks on your stomach. I would have said, no, I'm not doing that. And then and then and then if someone said to me, well, uh, instead, we're going to go to a guy's house and he's going to tie you up with string. And I would have said, no, no I'm telling you, uh, you know, it's a funny thing. I don't, I don't know if you know this. Sham, people, people who are in the shaman industry. All around the world, they're in. They're, when they hear Robin is going on vacation, they, they can't wait. They they, <laughs> they, they, they all email each they other. They bid to have me come yeah. to them. <laughs> yeah. All the shamans from around the world can't wait for Robin to visit. They know there's going to be activity. They love her. They love her. They love her. She'll let us tie her up, um, put rocks on her. She'll lay down in the grass by the lake. Yeah, I tell you, someone says to me, they're going to put rocks on my stomach by the side of the road. I swim right back to America. But that's me. Call me nuts. But uh, anyway, I was sitting and thinking about the highlights of the year. And for me, personally, the Bruce Springsteen getting to sit in the room with Bruce. He was so great. I still am on a, a bit of a high from that. Uh, and I was excited that... Um, uh, David Bianacool, who is a TV critic for NPR, National Public Radio, picked the Bruce Springsteen interview 
as his personal TV critic highlight of the year. Of the year. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations and to let you. Let me tell you. I was very excited. Here he is picking it, and I listened, and I said, "This is uh, JD sent me this," and I got very excited. My winner this year for favorite TV moment comes from HBO's recent special, The Howard Stern Interview, Bruce Springsteen. Basically, it's just a couple of cameras rolling during an extended two hours plus serious XM conversation between the two icons, a radio show with a video simulcast. Their discussion is rambling and unpredictable, but those are compliments, not complaints. Bruce jumps around from guitar to piano as they talk, and their talk itself is riveting. This hybrid radio and TV format, the Howard Stern interview, should be replicated next year and beyond, maybe on a quarterly basis. He can attract the guests worth listening to, whether they're artists or in some other field, and in such a lengthy, unstructured format, can get them to reveal an awful lot. The Howard Stern interview Bruce Springsteen was this year's TV treasure, and I want more. Ah, very uh, nice. In fact, they, uh, they had a whole bunch of TV critics on this broadcast talking about their favorite television moment, and uh, David came up with that. So I was excited by that, and, and, and you know... Uh, David's idea is not wrong because uh, I've heard from HBO and now they're like, hey, let's do some more. Yeah, we want to do a couple more. And I was like, well, you know, that's a problem because, you know, who do you who do you interview and who do you uh, put on? The, in other words, I realized, you know, who I should do as my next one. Bruce Springsteen. Because uh, he was so great, How do you top that, and there's so much more to do. You can't top that because you know you think about it. You know he's just he's such a good interview because he sits there and he plays and he talks about songs in a way that bring you right into him creating the song. So uh, yes, I'm, I'm suggesting to HBO every three months we interview Bruce every Springsteen. Every quarter, it's a Bruce Springsteen interview. Every yes. quarter, <laughs> that's right. Four times a year we interview Bruce Springsteen, and finally, I would think at the end of three years we would know enough about Bruce that we could stop. You could stop. Okay. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the so problem. Now you're 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 having to predict who could. You know that was something that happened, and then you said, "I want people to see it." It wasn't the other way around. You planned for people to see it, and it happened. So, yeah, it, it, is HBO willing to do that? Like, wait for magic in a bottle? Yeah, sure. They don't care. They said, do whatever you want. HBO said they'll do whatever whatever we want. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. Listen, there's been so many people on this uh, show who have great interviews. You could put any of them on there. I think they're interesting. Uh, so, well, I'm just uh, saying that you want to do in. it, like, you know, because that's always the thing. Right. Are you willing to have it out there? I mean, I don't think there was much editing of the Bruce Springsteen thing. It was all so great. Yeah, no, there, there was no editing. We put it right yeah. through. That was it. They ran the whole thing. Um, but so for me, the highlight was uh, Bruce Springsteen. I think the lowlights were, you know, my my the death of my cats and my dad. And uh, what about you? If I said to you, Robin, and I want you to think about this, give me a highlight of your year and a low light of your year, 2022. Mm. What do you say? Come on. 
You need some thinking time? Because I could ask Gary. Gary could probably babble yeah, out a bunch. I, I don't. What did I do? What did happen this year? Do you want to highlight give it some thought. show? And a no, low light? Because your highlight... lights were your personal life. That's right. So, I, and, and by the way, the highlight being Bruce Springsteen was the first thing that came to my mind. So that's why I brought yeah. it up. Now, I, All right, so put on your thinking cap. Gary, what is it? Here, Gary will come up with Gary has reflected, seconds. you think, already. <laughs> Gary, it's all he does is reflect. Gary, <laughs> if I said to you, what is the highlight of your year and the low light of your year? Give it to me. Well, they're actually very, they're very similar to yours. I mean, on a personal level, it was my son graduating college. Work-wise, it was Springsteen. And the low light was having to put my cat uh, down. Uh. Oh, that, okay. Very good. Okay. Okay. Fred, give me your highlight. Give me your low light. Uh, my highlight is, uh, my daughter coming back from college for at least a visit, which is nice. The low light is a death in the right. family, which was the death of my brother. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. <gasps> His when did that died? happen? Mm, back around June or so. Just before the break. Wow. Were you guys you in touch at all anybody? or no? Uh, not particularly in touch. Uh, he was uh, not really capable of that at that point in time. All right. Oh. I don't want to. I don't want to. If I'm prying too much, you tell me. You tell me mm. when to stop. But I know that you guys weren't talking all that much. But no, we was, weren't. Was there a final kind of conversation? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. so there was no un final. Unfortunately, there never was any sort of resolution on that. Uh. So if I have any regret in my life, that's probably one that I do have. Are you feeling, are you feeling regret in the, in the sense that like, I mean, I, I know some of this stuff off yeah. air from, uh, you know, the, that mm -hmm. you had your reasons for not communicating. Mm -hmm. Um, but now you're feeling like maybe you should have repaired things. I should have been a bigger man about it. Right. I should have been, right. I should have been, uh, you oh, know, that's, oh, I'm sorry, tougher and stronger about that, but I wasn't. The way it goes. Well, I got to tell you. So anybody out uh, there that I think has of you uh, as a brother. Oh, thanks. I do. And, uh, I'm sure, uh, I know it was a complicated relationship. I know that from all the years I know you. Yeah. And I don't, and I'm I sorry to hear this. Yeah. Thank you. You don't have an unlimited amount of time and you don't know when it's going to No, be. you don't. You might not have it tomorrow. So anybody out there that, uh, is listening to my plight, if you have a relationship that's semi broken, mangled, whatever, try and repair it if you can, because you're just going to feel bad when, when they're gone. How is your mom? Uh, she's, uh, as the year goes on, she's more busted up about it because she can't mm. believe it. You know, you're saying goodbye to your kid. You know, it's like, you know, she had a tough life as it is. So this is just another knock in her life that she didn't need. But God bless her. She's yeah, it's tougher, really bad. When she's I'm... tougher than I thought she was. You know, she's still, she's still hanging in there and she's like 90 something. Wow. Didn't know your mom. Again, maybe this, if this is too personal, don't answer. But did you go? Uh, uh, did you, did you uh, go to the funeral, or do you do you not go because you kind of felt like maybe it would be? There was uh, no, but uh, because of everything that's going on, there really was no official funeral. I think it was a cremation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Did your brother have a family? Yes. Two sons, and, and and were you able to? Do you know them? Were you able to reach I out do. to them? Or I do, yeah. 
I mean, oh, we good. actually got together oh, over okay. over like the break. You know, it's like uh, I have a, a better relationship, you know, with uh, one of his sons than I did with my brother, which is nice. So, mm-hmm. right. Mm. Oh, boy. Well, that's a horrible yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, that you know what it is? Life. Well, I mean, it's kind of what you went with through with your dad. You know, it's like that's the other thing, too. It's like when someone like that dies, that's part of your life. Uh, it's like you realize, you know, they're whatever, you know. Your end is coming. <laughs> You're not on the back nine. You may be on the I last know, that's three. The... <laughs> well, even seeing like Elephant Boy dying, a guy was 64 years old. Oh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't that I old. I was I mean, the prime of my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was. I was in the prime of my uh, life. I had to no pass my car. I would do a bad go. Oh. And then it went over. Right. They shut my light up. Good impression, Fred. By the way, uh, <laughs> I you. feel like I'm talking to Fred the Elephant Boy right now. Very good. I thought Fred was I never, tape there for I would never go away. I'll always be in your consciousness. <laughs> right. In fact, uh, excellent. A plus. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. I can't write a hit song, but I can, so Rob, uh, I can got... do an Elephant Boy impression. <laughs> I was, um, I got to tell you, Fred, uh, Fred with a real low light there. What about you? You got yeah. it yet or are you still thinking? Well, now that Fred has said that, one of the things that popped into my head was that I finally got off something with my brothers and I had great conversations with two of them this year. And, you know, Ooh. I'll never forget. The night I was talking to my middle brother and we were just having so much fun and talking and laughing. And I don't even know what we were talking about, but it wasn't different than any other conversation. I had just gotten off something I was carrying about the whole thing. And at the end of the conversation, he said to me, you know, this was fun. And I was like, yeah, it was fun. And now our conversations are fun. And I don't, you know, I used to get like, uh, I don't know, have a panic attack when I'd see that he was calling me. And now I look forward to it and we just converse with each other. And it's it's really a wonderful thing. So that's the highlight. And the low light is a personal thing that I don't want to talk about. I see. I wonder what the hell that is. You know what it is. I do? Yeah. I think I know what it is. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, you know. It's a disappointment, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't talk about that. I don't want to talk about it. I thought you were going to say your low light was hearing Fred on the air. Uh, no, this was and low light. Fred could have been one of the fascinating people this year. <laughs> I could have been top ten if only Barbara <laughs> hadn't kicked. So tell me what was your Fred biggest is regret? <laughs> I know Fred had the one brother, but you're always it's always confusing with you. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, how well, many yeah, brothers does she consider herself to have? Brothers, I have a biological yeah. brother. How many do you? There's what all kinds of brothers? Give me an official number. Give me an official number. How many brothers do you have? <laughs> I really don't know. Uh, it's four. always some brother. Four. 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 <laughs> I thought you were going to say three. Holy Fred, did you ever hear of four brothers? Well, Sal has everybody beat with all the, <laughs> the ancillary brothers that he has. 
Who else do we want to know their highlight and low light? Who would be interesting? I wonder if we should ask like Ronnie. Oh, wow. Hey, Ron, wrapping up 2022 now. Give me your highlight and your low light. That's that's pretty hard. Uh, I guess my highlight is getting the move complete and the house done and the move to Vegas and everything completed and pretty much the low light of 2022 is pretty much missing my family back in New York, seeing the kids and all that kind of stuff, mm. you know, but, uh, well, other than that, interesting. the highlight and the low light are the same thing. Not really. Yeah. No, yes, the, hi- the highlight is, they are. I'm happy. I'm happy. We moved your highlight caused the low light. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, they're connected. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I thought you were going to say? The low light is setting the wedding date. Because you're bummed out about that. Uh, is he? Well, not bummed out. It's not that I'm bummed out. It's it's just the whole big deal part of it. You know, the whole... Right. The whole deal. I mean... I don't know, part. I think you're... The easy part I would think be you're, just getting married. You know, just going and somewhere... Uh, yeah, but I, I don't... I, I think he's so bummed out about the whole, like, the, you know, he's going to have a the big wedding, wedding and it's going to be the Elvis yeah. impersonator and all this shit no, and all the money he's got to spend. That, that we would, I would have done that. I would have done that, went to the, the Elvis chaplain, did it, and that would have been it. I would have done it. I would have did it. And, but she, she's, you know, <laughs> she's got to have it. the bells and whistles, Don't too, it. because she's never done it before, you know. I mean, the, the, the grammar in that sentence up. is dizzying. Whatever, dude. <laughs> she comes up with this statement that... I did it, I've um, done it. Done it, I yeah, done, yeah, well. done it, do. <laughs> did that. By the way, she 86 my Dale Earnhardt tuxedo. <laughs> I just no know it's driving Ronnie dude. crazy because he doesn't want to... He doesn't want to get married in front of a bunch of people. You know what I mean? He just doesn't want to go home the embarrassment. The whole, va- the whole vows thing and she wants... You know, write our own vows. Dude, I'm too old for this shit. Do you need to help Ronnie with his vows? I think no. that's the big deal. <laughs> now, here's the problem. Here's no. the problem. What Ronnie's talking about is, and he won't, he won't mind me saying it. Ronnie's in his 70s. His future right. wife is in her Close 30s. Close to 80 now. Okay. No, she's 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. She's four, She finally hit 40. All right. So, no, so not yet. Words, she, no, Ronnie, she'll be there soon. <laughs> she's 39. All right. 40 she's she's, she's 39 or 38. I don't know. <laughs> no, four, right. she's 39. Yeah, he, he's up she's in her 30. age. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, it, Ronnie's standing there in front of everybody doing his vows. It's like what kids do, you know, who are in their 20s who get Does married. Does he feel seal, silly? Ron- like, what is he doing? What yeah. is this shit? Vows yeah. and rings. Exactly. And shit. And for more shit. <laughs> for once the puppet's right. <laughs> Thank right. you. <laughs> By the way, she'll be 40 the day after divorce. So there you go. Oh. Right. No, it's not. Ronnie's in love with Steph. He's been with her long enough. He knows he wants to be with her, but he just doesn't want to get up in front of all of us 
and suddenly be doing shit that kids do. You know, he's 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 in the he's in the latter stage of his life. It's, yes, it's but, weird. But that's yeah, how it. you get married. You have to stand up in front of us and say your vows. Yeah, thanks. Well, you know, you know what's going to happen. Just, like I he's going to get up and he's going to go. I could just hear that fucking laugh in the background. <laughs> Well, you know what it's going to be. He's going to say, uh, you know, he's going to make a, what is he going to say? He's going to go, Stephanie, I will love you for the rest of my life. And then we're going to yell out, which is three years. Yeah, you should vow how long you're going to hang around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, standing in front of Richard Christie, Sal and John Blit and Benji and making vows like that are, you know, yeah, it's right. just not, it's not fun. By the way. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I heard, I don't know all the details. I heard it was pretty crazy. Uh, Ronnie over vacation had JD, John Blit, and who was the third guy Jason? who came to visit you? I don't even was know. Was it Jason? Will. Oh, Will. Will and oh, Will. Jason. Will and that Jason. Took me by and surprise. Jason. Will and Jason. Yeah, Will, Jason. What were those Blit guys? And doing JD. There? They came to hang. What was the occasion? JD's birthday. came to hang, huh? JD's birthday. The birthday of Boys Trip sort of deal. How old are you, JD? I am 43 years old. Jesus. How old were you when I met you? I believe I was 23. Wow. Yeah. 20 years of JD. Yeah, I started interning 20 years ago. And he's still in it. So, JD, what happened? Like, you, here's what I, yeah, I got some, some reports, if you will. Yeah. They didn't stay at your place. It wasn't my They didn't stay at Ronnie's house, but they visited. All right, let me talk a little bit so I can set it up. Here's what I got. I got a couple of notes, if I can find them. I mean, I don't have a lot of information, but it does sound like there must be something interesting there. Uh, first of all, uh, yeah, Jason, Will, John Blit, and JD went to celebrate JD's birthday. JD treated himself. He upgraded his flight both ways, flying first class on the way home. A lot of people are thinking you did that because you're hanging out with John Blit and he's a big spender. Um, <laughs> they, they, normally you would go a coach, but, uh, you like kind of went crazy on your birthday. Is I, that true? Uh, I had, the funds to do so and it was listen i was staring at all the options that i had were all like middle row seats or like way in the back and i see this one seat up front and uh yeah it was expensive but i was like you know i'll, I'll treat myself it. once yeah uh you know so yeah what I did it cost it. about five hundred dollars how much <laughs> wow. 500 extra wow yeah. 500 yeah. bucks <laughs> yeah, five hundred. Yeah, and he extra. complained about the food. He complained about the food. I was like, "How was how was uh, first class?" He was like, "It was comfortable, good to be alone, but the food sucked." Well, the chicken. It was grilled chicken. It was a little spicy, dude. Uh, what do you expect? It's a fucking yeah. plane. Well, I don't know. I, he no, wasn't expecting a meal, answer. Ronnie. I was answering the question. That's all I was doing. He was expecting caviar, I was not and lobster, caviar, champagne. Yes, you were. Locks. You were lobster. Yeah, you were. Big 100%. shot. Big shot. Harmeyer. JD, any celebrities sitting up there next to you? <laughs> no, not he that was I the saw. celebrity. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> you, you were the biggest name, huh? Yeah. I was so to, you guys, how many days? Did, 
John, did you bust balls on the plane at all? Did you bust JD's balls? What was going on? What did you observe on the uh, trip to <laughs> Thankfully, Vegas? Thankfully, we were on separate flights both ways. So that oh, was a big relief. Good, good, But, good. you know, while in Vegas, you know, he's fucking around all the time. He's, so there's one lame prank. We were were you, the, the, John? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, uh, we were at the, the hotel bar and there were like eight people next to us. And I was like, it was a really lame prank, but it was kind of fun. I told them that JD just graduated law school, and when he comes in, for everyone to applaud. So it was like empty bar. JD walks in, everyone's applauding. Yeah, here's our new lawyer. It was so lame that it was great. Yeah, and we filmed it. How do you do that? Like, in other words, like you don't know anyone uh, at the bar. Like, you have to go up to everyone at the bar and say, "Hey, my friend's walking in. He's oh, uh, well, he just graduated they, law they school." They were all right. And- they were like, they were right next to us. So I was like, "Listen, guys, I don't mean to disturb you, but you know, our don't good mean- friend just graduated the bar. He's going to be a great lawyer re- representing pedophiles." And <laughs> they all came in and, and applauded. Did you say him. that that he <laughs> represent that, that his specialty is representing pedophiles? It's That's a new fantastic. character I'm working on for JD. <laughs> In other words, everyone has, in other words, JD went to law school and he realized that his niche would be to go and represent pedophiles because everyone is allowed to be represented in court. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, that's fantastic. He didn't that's win fantastic. competition, right? <laughs> everyone deserves a right. free de- uh, the, He defense. realized. <laughs> He realized that his manner of speech isn't that great, so the only one he can get is a pedophile, representing yeah. pedophiles. He saw an open lane, and he went for it. Yeah, very lucrative business. Yeah. Oh, my. So, anyway, you didn't say the pedophile part, but when he walked in, they broke into massive applause. A massive applause, yeah. It was great. The place stopped. And J.D. JD and knows JD? nothing. He doesn't even know oh, yeah, why they're I applauding. Want- First of all, I had to like sign, yeah, you know, like sign my name there to say that I was going in this room and whatever. And so I walk in, and all of a sudden, all these people are applauding me. I'm like, "Fucking Blit, fucking Blit did something. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Blit did something." And JD, like, how long does it take for you to figure out what why they're applauding you? In other words, you don't know what's happening, and you're probably nervous because he could have told them that you guys just had a gay marriage or that uh, you just were convicted, you just got well, out of yeah. jail for for raping a dog or something crazy. <laughs> That's uh, coming but, up but, soon. But, so, so what? No. How do you, Yes. <laughs> yeah. You just beat a rap. Yeah, maybe he was a pedophile. He just yeah. got off. <laughs> I mean, it, I walk up to the bar and, uh, you know, it, as soon as I walk up there, Blitz like, he'll be a great lawyer. Like, yes, the announce, <laughs> announce <laughs> <laughs> So that's the deal. I'm mean, yes, Andy. Did he try to get you to make a speech to the crowd, or no? no. Thank God, no. I was just like, <laughs> it was PG thirteen. Now you guys, you, um, you know, JD. This sounds like you really blew out a lot of dough. I heard uh, Ronnie took you to the strip club, and uh, you dropped like six hundred bucks there. What? Uh, he brought his tax return again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I was I was having a good time. It's my birthday, you know. If I'm not gonna, I was having a good time. Um, but uh, yeah. yeah, listen, they have a lot of bucks, JD. Well, listen, mm-hmm. the rules the rules at some of these strip clubs are different now. <laughs> the rules like you have to, or, or the other deals that they have. Like you have to have at this one we with a crazy horse, and they said you have to do like you can't do table dances. Uh, apparently. For twenty bucks, you have to go into a room three uh, three dances for a hundred dollars, and uh, and that was that was pretty much the deal. 
You know, and you can do, how many you mean dances a later? Now. That's six dances? Or how many dances is that? I don't know, Robin. It's a bit of a blur. And you got to buy drinks, right, JD? Yeah. yeah, there was like, you know, if you if you did if you did a half hour, yeah, that was like, you know, 400 and you had to buy a drink. If you wanted a sweet, uh, that was a thousand and you had to buy two bottles. It was, wow. uh, you know, yeah. Was, uh, I, I told what the dancer that. You, what could- it's Vegas. <laughs> guys will spend a lot. Guys will spend a lot of money on on just being your hot chicks. And uh, but JD, in other yes. words, uh, if you're going to have a good time, uh, the rules now are you got to spend certain minimums, right? Is that? Uh, it? I guess. I guess so. The the the, the stripper there said that it was uh, uh, because of the pandemic that we had to do this sort of thing. Oh, JD, <laughs> it, it, it's because we were in we were in the VIP area. Uh, well, That's why the, the woman. If we were down on the floor, you could get table dances. Oh well, listen. The woman said it was because. Yeah, of the you know what it is too. Tell you. <laughs> they always tell you know JD what it a is? different set of rules. I know. I got a different story. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it is? A lot of these strip clubs. A lot of these strip clubs, they get a stiff. In other words, a guy shows up. They're looking at all the naked chicks running around, and they and the club is like, you know, this here's a guy. He's sitting there all night looking at naked chicks. He hasn't spent ten cents. Oh, I mean, that's what the blip. fuck that, we gonna Jack do? Blip. That's so blip, they, by the way. <laughs> that's blip. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been a dime. Yeah. <laughs> What is it, John? You didn't want a sexy dance or anything? Yeah, I wasn't really feeling it so much. <laughs> the, the lap dances, uh, you know. I was honest with him. This one dancer, sitting on, she was sitting on my lap and she Dude, was like that really... Chick was smoking. She was coming on a little strong and I was like, listen, you're barking up the wrong lap. I don't want you to waste your time with me. But you're very charming. I think if you do the exact same thing you're doing with another guy like the guy next to me, You'll be fine. <laughs> I also told one dancer that JD was a child star. He was the star of Karate Baby. He was like a ever since he was two, and he was making some karate moves. Yeah, KarateBaby.com. Yeah. <laughs> you told you told the stripper that mm-hmm. the guy over there is a star of Karate Baby, and in their yeah. mind, they're like, oh, this is a movie star. So they move yeah. in on him and expecting big tips, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, she looked at me and she was really? <laughs> yeah. Karate <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Yep. Ah, so, JD, did you have a $600 good time in that room? Uh, listen, it was, uh, it was a good time. It was, you know, it was, it was a birthday. It was a strip club. I mean, if you're not going to spend money at a strip club on your birthday, I don't know. You know, you know what it is. Every guy is the same. You spend the 600, you spend the 600 and you're thinking to yourself. Maybe one of these chicks is going to actually fall in love with me, like pretty woman, you know, <laughs> yeah. Richard Gere and Julia <laughs> Roberts. And so, you know, and you think, well, maybe maybe I'll be lucky enough. I'll get a hand job or something out of this. And uh, and then, of course, you don't because uh, she's not falling like in love with you, even though you're in Karate is, Baby. Yeah. When your six hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. is gone. So is she, right? Uh, I mean, pretty much, yeah. Like once, you're, yeah. yeah. Once, yeah. You're done, once you're done, they're done. So, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the the pess the pessimist the pessimist looks at it like this: six hundred dollars not to come. What a deal! Uh, the, the optimist <laughs> the optimist looks at it as like, hey. You know what? Anything can happen. Maybe once we get into this room, maybe I'll blow my load. You never know. So, you know, it's always a bit of a gamble. You just don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, my guys, they love strip clubs. Are the odds better at the tables? Probably. 
Probably. <laughs> I probably should have played blackjack. Yeah. <laughs> On those tables. Yeah. I mean, you didn't even get you didn't even get a hand job, and you were the star karate baby. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's bad. But very true. But, uh, very true. <laughs> you know. And and what oh, happened? Jamie. Did you guys hang with Ronnie at his uh, new palatial estate, or yeah. did you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Did, did mm-hmm. you, he let you in. He let you in. How was? Of course. In the pool. What happened? It was really nice. I'd say Ronnie and Stephanie are, are, are incredible hosts. Uh, the house is, is beautiful. We got there. We got stoned like immediately. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie really? got like, really stoned. Yeah. Ronnie got, really? we, we, we brought joints that are, um, lined, laced with, um, with wax. So they're like super strong. I know we yeah, live you, joint- you didn't even tell me that. When we were at the strip club, I see Jason pass Ronnie the joint and Ronnie's smoking it like a normal joint. And I'm like about to say something, but it was just went too quickly. And next thing I see Ronnie start to cough and I was like, uh oh, this is going to be like a serious cough. But, but he held it together. But yeah, I'm a little bit out of it. You explain to me. So you say it's laced with wax. What does yes. that mean? I wax. still, I still don't understand that. <laughs> so, so wax is just like, I, I think it's like just the purest form of THC. That they kind oh. of put in with the flower. So it really feels like smoking weed for the first time. You get that high. It gets you super high. Yeah, it gets you super so high. So wax, wax isn't wax. You're calling wax something like a, a THC kind of thing. You, you yeah. laced it. And Ronnie was all fucked up. And was Ronnie fun or did Ronnie get paranoid? What happened? He was fun. Fun to the next level. You know what? He got <laughs> quiet. He got, it was quiet, Ronnie, for it's a while. It's funny, you know, most really? at, the en- at the end. Yeah. yeah, at the end. When, when most people get like, well, really I want to say something. Well, one second. I want to say something. You're lucky you didn't kill Ronnie. You know, you got to be careful with him. He's getting up there. We hey, by the way, Howard, all legal. <laughs> we went, all legal weed. We went yeah. to this warehouse place in Vegas and it's like, yeah. you've never seen this much marijuana in your life. It was insane. Wait, wait, hey, you, you went to Area Will, 15, did you smoke? right? Planet 13. Planet a little 13. bit. Baby heads. Yeah. But you got to pace yourself. This you was like a whole day thing. You can't be going, you know. Will, Will was like Al Pacino from uh, Godfather at the strip <laughs> club. Like, they thought they were done. And next thing, the more strippers come. And Will's like, I thought I was out. And they pulled me back in. Both him and Jason. They're like, we can't stop. They're gone. And now we're back in again. <laughs> Dangerous. Jason, uh, now yeah. with your new weight, lo- with your new weight loss, the women must be swarming all over you. Yeah. Right? Swarm. Well, I was kind of excited. You know, my wife was like, uh, hey, you know, you don't get a dance at the club. Don't, you know, just, just be cool. And I was like, I, I don't know. I have a laugh now. And like, I, I'd like to actually <laughs> dance with the laugh I have and take it for his test. <laughs> <laughs> did did your so did, uh, Jason? You must have smoked a lot of you must have smoked a lot of this weed because oh, yeah. uh, you're a big weed guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Although now that you've lost all the weight, uh, is it dangerous for you to smoke weed because you could go off your diet? You know, it's not about the diet, but since I've lost the weight, I get high faster and it hits me harder. So I'm actually ah. smoking a lot less than I used to. I was I was telling Will about this that hmm. you know I used to I used to smoke a lot and it would affect. Now I smoke just a, t- a little bit and I get. Very high, so I'm smoking a lot less than I used to, but it doesn't really make me hungry. And edibles uh, work on you now, because yeah, and ed- edibles never worked on me. I used to take edibles, and I never understood edibles. Uh, they never affected me. Now I take a small amount, and all of a sudden I'm feeling all right. So, oh, and uh, we took some mushrooms to kick the day. I remember you. Capsules. <laughs> I did. I did. Jesus. I did. Uh, JD, you did mushrooms? No, 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 no. I did not. We, uh, they did it, and I just watched them. How high do you 
you need to so be? So, Ronnie, I you mean, did mushrooms? What is the no, deal? No, no, no. <laughs> no, perfectly no. high. The I, right I, amount. I, I didn't do mushrooms. <laughs> I, I didn't do it. Uh, Will, I think, did you I, do the mushrooms? I had a few because we, we got there, you know, it was a long day. You know, we were up at 630 and then we're up basically 24 hours. So they do help keep you awake a little bit. It wasn't like high or anything often, but I did feel good. All right. Well, no wonder you sound like you're dead this, today. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Not built um, for Vegas. No. no. Hey, so how many days uh, did you spend in Vegas, you guys? Two nights. Three two days, nights. two okay. nights. Yeah. You don't need any so, more. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right, here's the notes I got. I'll just read through okay. these, and if uh, you want to comment. Uh, J.D. upgraded his flight both ways to first class. Big high roller over there. Probably blew and a couple the of grand on his birthday. And then the $600 at the strip huh? club. I'm, yeah, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. and, and his room. How and much money did you go room. through? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I bought the room. Yeah, where'd you... Oh, like, where'd you <laughs> well, first of all, this was not my choice. It was the fucking... Uh, Rich boy Blit over there, fucking picking <laughs> the Waldorf Astoria of all places. <laughs> a grand for two nights. There's a, uh, a there's a Waldorf there's a oh, there's yeah. a Waldorf Astoria in uh, Vegas. I didn't yeah. know that. It used to be the Mandarin Oriental, and they changed it. Be beautiful hotel. <laughs> it's a beautiful hotel. Just yeah. How much is that a night for JD? Well, it was a grand for two nights, so. That was that was pretty much it. It was a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> good deal. I wanted to sleep in JD's room. He wouldn't let me. We could have split it, but he wasn't having any of that. Please. Huh, what was no, I want my own Why? bathroom. Uh, I want my I want my own bathroom. I want my own space. I don't want to be. You know, I, it's hard enough. I knew like I was doing this trip and gonna have notes and stuff uh, written about. Like I don't need you know. Oh, JD, uh, JD snores in his sleep. JD does this while he's trying to go to sleep. <laughs> that shit. Well, you did pace around, JD. We all. Oh, you know, that's we, a whole we, other thing. We had edibles and smoked, and oh, then yeah. we we went to the pool. Me, Will, and and Jason, and we're like, "Where's JD? He doesn't pick up." He's like, "Well, I was in the room just pacing around for for an hour. The, the gummy hit him. He's just walking around and." circles in the hotel room with the TV on in the background. Well, right. Why wouldn't she go to the pool? Why Why didn't, JD, why didn't she go to the pool with the guys? I wanted to nap. I wanted to try to sleep because I was tired. But I started to feel, I took a, we went to Planet 13. Uh, we walked from there back to the hotel. Took a gummy during this walk. Get back to the hotel. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and take a nap. I go to my room. Did I start to feel the gummy? And I'm like, oh man, I really don't want to fall asleep. And like, I can't wake up. Like, there, and I wake up late for the dinner or something. And I have people bashing on my door, trying to get me up, thinking, you know, something's happened. So yeah, I basically walked around my room for two or three hours. <laughs> I sober myself up. Drinking water. Living the life, JD. Living the life. Wouldn't it have been nice to be on the, but why not go down to the pool if you're high on the gummy and chill? Be with the guys. Yeah. yeah. That, it doesn't relax me. I don't know. Nothing relaxes me. I don't know what the stuff that relaxes people does not relax me. So. Well, I told you to take half <laughs> the gummy. Let me ask you this. Listen. I've been doing the 10 milligrams before and it didn't do anything like that. Uh, so. Not the fast acting one though. Well, whatever. You know what? How we were oh, all tired, but so, you gotta suck so, it up. Yeah. I didn't suck it up. Days. 
No, you went and took a nap. I didn't take a nap. nap. I was pace. I was walking around my room. <laughs> <laughs> he took a pace. Yeah, I took a pace. <laughs> <laughs> I got my steps in. JD. <laughs> why, 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 none of this makes any sense to me. You no. should have just gone to sleep if you're on the gummy. I the didn't want to. I, I was afraid that I wouldn't wake up in time. Like I would wake up past. I knew we were on the schedule. Have you ever heard of an alarm? Yes, but you know, I don't know. I'm, I get nervous like that. It was weird. We're, we're, we're in the pool and we're talking nervous. about how we're. Yes. He's afraid of his dreams. <laughs> I'm just afraid of not waking up in time. Like, I don't want to wake up late. <laughs> wake up in time for what? There was nothing going on. Exactly. I mean, who cares? Dinner. Yeah, we missed dinner. Dinner. dinner at night. We, oh, no. We had to meet at, downstairs at eight at the bar for, with Ronnie. Then we were going to go over to the dinner. Like, I, I wanted to make sure I got there in time. Dinner was at nine thirty, by the way, Howard. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, and what time was he? What time nine, was he in his room? Pacing. Two o'clock. <laughs> he was in his room from I think yeah. five to two eight. o'clock. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, five to seven, and then I take seven to eight to get ready, shower and stuff. <laughs> and you disassembled the TV. Did you get your? <laughs> Did you get your own? Did you get your own room because you wanted to beat off and stuff like after the strip club and you were kind of anticipating that because well, it was yeah, your birthday. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. Have just have my. It's my birthday for crazy. <laughs> I want me time. You know, I want to be able to do whatever I want. <laughs> so you felt you felt if Will if Will if Will if Will shares the room with you, there's no beating off. Oh, it's not just that. It's I don't know if I would be able to take a shit normally. I don't know if I would be able to use the bathroom normally. You know, I, I get like that. I'm weird like that. You know what I learned about JD on this trip? So, so, oh, God, what? What? He, uh, he, wherever we went, he would Google the bathrooms ahead of time to, uh, to check out the bathroom situation. He needs to know if it's a single stall, a shared, uh, stall. He knew the bathroom everywhere we went. What? what? Yeah, I've done that sometimes. What do you mean, JD? Time. <laughs> like where did where did you guys go that he reviewed the well, bathroom? Okay, the dinner, knew, the strip club. I knew that we would be going from the restaurant to the strip club, and I was like, right. "Well, I may want to use the bathroom in between because uh, you know I'll be drinking and eating and stuff." So I wanted to check to see if I could find the bathrooms at the restaurant to see what they were, and uh, I could I couldn't. But uh, so, in other words, your fear was. What if I eat a big meal and I have to take a dump? Not dump. Will I be able to dump at the restaurant? Just a piss, even. Even a pee? Yeah. What do you mean? What do you want to know? If you have like a, a, where does it say on the website? Yes, we have a very private bathroom with one stall. I, I have not, I was not able to find that, but when we got to the restaurant, somehow someone said, yeah, there's a single stall over here and then there's regular bathroom over there and, like oh great you know it was a single yeah it was a single it was a single you end up doing? back in the corner oh yeah so at the end of the, at the, at oh. the dinner yeah jd's like the anthony bourdain of toilets this is like a show i think <laughs> oh no it's not a show yeah no i think what you have trouble peeing in front of the bathrooms yeah 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 i don't like do you peeing. you have trouble peeing in front of other dudes yes 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 and and you're so worried that you go you got to Google the bathroom to see what the situation is. So <laughs> after you finish dinner at the what, at the rest what restaurant did you go to? Catch catch catch. And they had a good bathroom. Catch. 
Catch. Catch. Catch. Catch. Catch. Catch. Yes. Yes. Nobody here speaks English. You went to catch, and then catch. A catch, you went in, you liked the bathroom. What'd you do? You took a duty? No, no. I took a piss. You didn't do it. they lucky? No. They rate no. well, and JD could piss there. <laughs> well, imagine if he shit. Imagine if he shit. He probably can't clean up well. Then he ends up going to the strip club. He's got a big dude and is uh, caught in the hairs of his taint. You know what I mean? <laughs> Only you would think of that. <laughs> but he didn't. Hey, All he needed to do was. Uh, All right. <laughs> No one, no wonder, no wonder he had to give those chicks six hundred bucks. You know, they smell his ass. Oh, Big smelly no, ass. No, it wasn't, it, shut up. They did say JD had a huge I penis. Just, one I, of the strippers. Who did? One did of the strippers. Not. She said to me, "How she did she like, know? Oh, she felt she his felt boner." It. Yeah, she was. She came up to me. She's like, "Oh my god, I've been doing this for two years, and I've never." <laughs> oh, you're so full of shit. Right. I'm telling you, it's true. Hey, boner. Don't don't believe a word he says. Did that happen, JD? No, I mean, listen, they could have felt something, but she, yeah, I don't know if they could have seen if it was the biggest one they felt. That's what she told me. John, is that really true? That a stripper came up to you and said, JD has a big cock? Ronnie was, yes, Ronnie was getting a lap dance. One stripper came over to me. She's like, oh my God, I've never felt an erection like that in my entire life. Oh, stop it. Listen, <laughs> why, why would I, lunatic. What, I, why would I lie about stripper, that? Which stripper was this? The one, the, the, you know which one. She was like, she was like, she was blonde. Barbara. She was blonde. Barbara, yeah. She was the blonde one that you went off with. Uh, was, was this the, the uh, was this was the same stripper that, uh, th- was this the same stripper who thought JD was in Karate Baby? No, no the Karate Baby one. was another one. <laughs> yeah, and JD would do a move uh, okay. whenever I said Karate Baby. He did like Karate Yeah, chops. I did little chops. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Another thing I learned about by JD the way, the that- uh, strip. Yes, <laughs> God. <laughs> Another thing I learned about JD is that he uh, only checks in his luggage. He will not bring luggage onto the plane. He's oh, so annoying. We're going for two days, and he was the only one that checked in luggage. You have to stand there and wait for him at the carousel when we land, and all. This I wanted stuff. to have uh, like change of outfits and stuff. There was nothing oh, yeah. in this dumb suitcase either, Howard. Oh, sh- shut up, Will. How many pairs Will, of shoes Will did you bring? Say, Will in other words, clothes like two days in a row for Christ's sake. <laughs> Because you know what? First of all, JD, how many clothes do you bring for two days? I mean, I'm I'm going to my room. I'm going to my room for an outfit change. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight for overhead space. He's Celine Dion. No, it's not that. I brought special hiking shoes. Let me ask you something something. like that. JD, every guy there. Got their stuff in the overhead, so you don't. So you get to the airport, and then you exactly. get right you down to leave. Vegas, you man. Got That's two it. Days. Yeah. So you guys are the assholes who had. So you guys are the assholes who like you're you're ready to go, and now you're standing there waiting for JD. Exactly. <laughs> they waited for me once. You, okay, you know what? One I, time. You know what I would have done? I would have just left them at the airport. I said, told hey, them dude, to leave. You can get a ride. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder what I mean, these ridiculous. outfits were. Was this really did he impress you with Let's what he was wearing? I was, no, I was impressed. I was impressed. Nice shoes. Yeah. yeah nice <laughs> shoes. Slacks, button down. He looked good. How many different outfits did you have? You had a night outfit, right? You had a go out going outfit. I, 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 I did I wore what I wore on the plane. All right. Yeah. Then I had another outfit for that night. Then I had an outfit for Ronnie's. <laughs> uh then I had a going home outfit. I 
I want three outfits. Oh my goodness. There were more than three outfits. No, that was it. You're like a bag that needed to be checked with three outfits. It's a big bag, all right? And then you got to say, my jacket, my jacket. You're like a jacket somewhere. You're like a Kardashian. I mean, my God. JD Kardashian. What do you mean? Steamer truck. Trump, please. <laughs> you know what? I think JD was prepared for every situation. Like he was probably thinking, well, I better bring my hiking shoes. What if we go on yes. a hike? I better yes. bring an outfit in case we yes. go to a fancy restaurant. Thank mm-hmm. you. Why don't you call the guys? You should have called Blit and asked him how he gets everything into one little bag. Oh, please. What am I going to listen to him for? He'll tell me some other bullshit like, oh, you need to bring 10 outfits. No, you I would say different <laughs> outfits every hour of the day or something. <laughs> I said, don't bring anything. Uh, I got a picture shopping. of JD in his uh, outfit at Ronnie's house. You want to see it? I mean, it's nothing see. special or anything. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, it's not, that's a special. It's just an outfit. Wow. Wow. Nice. It's an outfit. Yeah. Very colorful yeah, socks. That- yeah. That definitely needed a neck a suitcase All right. to be checked. You know what? How many bags did you take to Southeast Asia, Robin? Sure, you needed some outfits. I was outfits. there for two weeks. All right. Well, okay. I don't know. You were there for two yeah, days. I don't care. Like, I, I don't we care. What if things. I? What if I go to the? What if I go to the strip club and come in my pants? They'll be ruined. <laughs> <laughs> did you have did a strip Did Mike Perlman go too? Well, I had a night outfit. I did not, the, a the, night the, outfit. The Saturday, yeah, Mike the, Perlman. Whatever day it was. No, no. Did Mike Perlman go too? No, he went. He, no. Yeah, I, I didn't know. Ronnie, you still mad at Mike, or are you uh, friends with him again? Uh, uh, I'm not. I mean, I don't know. I haven't spoken <laughs> to him so. No, Mike got a kick. Uh, uh, nice. Somebody posted a picture of Ronnie's outfit of the same same night we were hanging out, and Ronnie. Uh, I think Perlman got a kick out of Ronnie's outfit for whatever reason. Ronnie, what the fuck? Rock says grunge look. Here's a picture yeah. of Ronnie the day we were hanging oh, out at wow. Ronnie's house. That was at the house. Out. That wasn't yeah, the, the night we went out. I said no. the house. The night we were hanging. The, the day hey, we Ronnie, went out at your house. Are you Ronnie? I'm looking at you. Are you wearing the the jeans with the two rips in the knees? Oh like, yeah, Howard, cut out the it, knees. It was more than two rips. It was rips. I thought his balls were going to come out. There was like three rips down <laughs> each leg. Who is he, Bon Jovi? What is That's this my hangout at the house. I mean, that, those my ripped up shit. <laughs> I do shit around the house. Well, I wait, wait, Ronnie. That's, what? <laughs> I that's thought he a got fashion by a coyote. Statement. You have both. <laughs> he got, the fire he's pit. got two ripped knees. Like, like you see Ronnie's <laughs> knees hanging out through his pants. Dude, I'm sitting in my own fucking house relaxing. <laughs> fucking, what are you, what, what I'm not going out. How those pants become, well, I don't go, Ronnie. This I is not do a not go out. I don't go out with outfit. them, okay? Oh my goodness. Oh, but dude, oh I mean, come goodness. on. Oh you got people goodness. over. You're wearing the. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Mike, what is that? Like so what do you mean? I got people over. These are my fucking friends, supposedly. <laughs> and then they got to fucking break my balls. <laughs> Mike's breaking your balls. Man. I don't know. Fuck Mike. Good. Fuck Mike. He's a, he's a fucking waste. <laughs> I saw that picture and I was like, dude, hey, dude, dude, don't even fucking talk to me. Okay? I saw your knee sticking favor. out. And I thought but, it was dude, like, you're, you're, as, you're a fucking apples to me right now. Oh boy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ronnie said he wasn't invited. Mike, Mike Perlin is off the list. He's fucking done, man. Everything's a fucking joke. Everything's Mike, a fucking make fun you, of. Make fun of Ronnie's house. Make fun of this. You know, go fuck yourself. Yeah, Perlman. Mike, go fuck go yourself. Go sit in your little fucking yeah, house fuck in Long Island. Yeah, that's okay? right. Go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself.
<laughs> I just I just thought it was very funny. I saw the outfit. I don't give a fuck what you I think. saw him and he had that. <laughs> You're a fucking piece of shit. And what else I thought and was And you would never be welcome in my fucking house. Another, thing, another thing I thought Ever. was funny, he was wearing the ripped jeans which they were ripped way ha, too ha, much. Ha. And right, did you rip those or did you buy them like that? Dude, the, the go jeans. fuck yourself. Dude, go and fuck yourself. <laughs> that's a good question. Ron, that's a legitimate. Go Ronnie, fuck that's a legitimate. A that's legitimate. Fucking ass with splinters in it. Go <laughs> and fuck yourself, okay? And then on top of that, I also noticed Ron. it was kind of like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Ronnie, was, was it ripped by yourself? Well, no, or? no, what I'm just. Well. <laughs> Yeah, like, like how did along. you get ripped jeans? Do you buy how them? Did those jeans do you buy get them ripped? ripped? They started off ripped. They when they were new, they weren't ripped like that. As I wore them around doing things, I ripped them myself, like doing shit, and I just use them around the house. I don't go out with them, okay? And fuck you, Perlman. I, I you think know, you are the most aggravating piece of fucking shit there is. <laughs> You're worse than fucking. I apples. think what happened oh. is I think Ronnie bought ripped jeans, like for at the knees. And then um, they rip more. That's yeah, what I exactly. think. I think that's, what that's exactly them. right. They're like, right. They're, you know how old those fucking jeans are? They're now probably you, fucking eight years old. You didn't rip them up like do a work or but something. Run. Dude. You dude, ripped dude. them like you want, like you would. You, try, you, you, I think you like purposely that. ripped them. Right, right, right. Like yeah. you want to be sexy. Uh, yeah. You're so fucking cool, Perlman. You're and the they, coolest not, fucking What else I thought was funny about it, too, was you he was fucking piece of he shit. He was wearing the ripped jeans. It was kind of like a mixture of looks. Yeah. He had like a ripped pair of jeans, like he was trying to like be like. Who a, the fuck are you? Like, like who the guy. fuck yeah. are you? Like he was Kurt Cobain or something. Like he had right. like ripped jeans. Yeah, Kurt Cobain. And then he had like on, and then he had on like a, like a, a Montauk shirt over it, which kind of reminded me of like, you know, when you go to a restaurant and you're sitting it's a outside. sweatshirt. And you asshole. see somebody like, it looks like one of those shirts that like when you go to a restaurant, you see like an old. Oh, couple sitting God. outside you know if you go somewhere by the water or something <laughs> and it's cold and they always have like a sweatshirt that usually says something like big George, and they like keep it out. with them and they put it on just in case it gets cold that's what it reminded me of like i saw a little it was like a mixture of looks like you saw like 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 ronnie trying to be cool but then it was like Ronnie, oh, like, he could tell he's getting a little bit old. He doesn't want to be too chilly when he's outside smoking <laughs> pot. So he's out there. And then he's also, he's got a beer can in one hand, then he's got the joint in the other hand. He's holding it between his two fingers. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking beer can. He does have sexy knees. By the way, uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, Fake Mike Perlman wants to comment on Ronnie's new grunge look. Go ahead, fake Mike Perlman. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what's funny with that look, too? Like, you know, he can never just, like, do something normal. You know, Ronnie's always got to stick out, whether, whether it's, you know, the rips in the jeans, uh, you know, the flamingo colored undershirts. With, like, like he looks like he's, uh, like, a Lollapalooza. You know, like, oh, I'm opening for Pearl Jam this weekend. You know, it's ridiculous, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's well, wrong with so, this so it sounds like everything. All right, you know what? It sounds you all. Go ahead, Ron. No, no, no. But Mike's Mike's right though about the sweater because you know it looks it looks like you know like like how it's not a fucking lady. sweater. First of all, stupid bitch. It's a fucking sweatshirt. But it's like oh, I gotta keep my sweat. Like an old lady that, like keeps a sweater. Yeah, an old lady, bag. right? <laughs> No in lady. case it gets cold, Mike knows what right. talking about. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was very Walking nice. Off. You had JD's uh, bachelor, bachelor, not a bachelor party, but a <laughs> party for his birthday. birthday. Yeah, guy's birthday. Yeah. And you got to very hang nice. with Ronnie, who is, of course, the mayor of Las Vegas and no, the ambassador the of Las Vegas. And 
<laughs> we got <laughs> to meet um, and Ma- we got and to meet Ronnie's- one of my got, rich friends, yeah. Yeah, we got to meet Ronnie's rich friends. And the reason we know it's Ronnie's rich friends is because that's how he kept introducing him to us. Here's, <laughs> here's my rich friend. Here you yeah. go. Here's yeah, one well, of my rich you, friends. you break my balls about it. So there's my, I brought one of my rich friends. <laughs> Listen, he gave us nice all guy. money. Who is this nice. guy? <laughs> oh, very nice guy, whoever he, he was. He gave you money? Yeah, yeah, he gave us, he gave, how much did he give what you, What do you Jamie? mean he gave you money? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> Okay, he, he didn't give us money. money. No, he picked up anyway, the bar. He paid for our drinks. Well, they, it's very nice. Bar bill. Yeah. Very nice. By the way, Ronnie, I think Mike Perlman worships you. If you want to know the truth, he copied dude, you dude, and got engaged. Dude. Dude. Did yeah. you hear? Oh, my. Was that like the 30th time already? Oh, oh. second. Oh, my. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> no <laughs> happiness in Bayville. My bad. <laughs> Mike, how many Mike, how many times you've been engaged? Seriously. No, I was I was married once and uh, and divorced. This is my second time. Uh so you know, this is my oh, first okay. you know, it's not like so what's Ronnie talking about? I don't know. He's he's always got something to say. Yeah, I got something to say. I got yeah. something to say. Mr. Baldwin. <laughs> I got nothing to fucking say. You you're the one who was running your fucking mouth. Not me. He's always, it's just, every, there's just always dude, something dude. when it comes to the alpha. Just That's shut the, the fuck up. Every time Please. I see a picture of him, every time, like, I, there's just, there's always something that stands out. <laughs> I mean, really. Well, Ron, it sounds like you were gracious and you hosted yeah. these guys, and look what you get. Nothing we but aggravation afterwards. Amazing. Well, right? that's what, because Perlman yeah. wasn't there, and he will never be there because of shit like I'm that. I'm going to get you when, when you he, come up here, he we're going to get together. He would come to my fucking house and fucking just probably take pictures of everything no, in the I fucking wouldn't. house. No, I did Yeah, you would. I did Yeah, not. you would. That's, that's the kind of guy you've become, no, dude. No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> just yeah, your Ralph. Just, just your pictures, are you, Mike? Of course not. It would never happen because it's it, the, wow. the door is never open to you. All him. right, so I'm going to get you when you come up here. Then, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Are you done with my girl? So, so Ronnie, oh, I'm done. I'm fucking done. Oh. He's not coming to the wedding. No, definitely he's off. <laughs> we're, we're finalizing the list this week because <laughs> we're doing the watchman call. Um, we got to send out to save the dates because we want everybody to yeah. get them early. Yeah, yeah, he's he's done. No, right. he's he's done. Don't look well, for yours. I heard. <laughs> I heard that. Uh, yeah, Mike, don't be checking the mail. I, uh, I heard yeah, exactly. that. Um, don't say that when Blit was at your house. I heard when Blit was at your house, uh, he tried to uh, sit down with Stephanie and go through the list of guests and try yeah. to help her make some hard choices, and you wouldn't allow. Right? It. Is that we true? Were so close. Yeah, we're close. We got yeah, most of the list. There was some. Got, yeah. What happened? I mean, oh, yeah? you got some of the list. Yeah, they got yeah. they got some of the list out of her. Yeah, but we got Stephanie to pull the list up on her phone, and we were going to go through and make hard cuts, kind of like an Animal House, where they're we're trying to let uh, figure out who to let in the, the front. Yeah, put it up on the TV, but uh, Ronnie put an end to it. <laughs> mm. uh, well, all right. Well, I think the guys could have helped you, but all right. No, that's okay. Uh, did uh, all right. Well, it sounds uh, fascinating. Um, <laughs> Another fun time. Yes. Oh, you know yes. what? JD did write Ronnie a very um, sensitive, caring thank you email. Ronnie deleted it, but I'd love to hear JD read it unless it's too personal. What are you talking about? It wasn't that terrible. I'd it, love to hear dude, it too. Yeah. It was all it said. Dude, you remember what you wrote to me? I, I thought it was very touching. Okay. Ronnie deleted it. It was a touch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't save everything. JD, read it. Hold on, I gotta find it. I gotta. Well, it was in that. It was in that group text. 
No, it wasn't in a group text. <laughs> it was. It was an email. <laughs> More special. No, it was a text just to me. Oh, oh I see. It? And I think Stephanie was on it too. So why would you delete that? I don't know. How can you delete a text? I mean, text. why would you delete his text? It's just a, de a, t a text. I thing. don't know. What, the, what am I saving it, it for? Christmas? I'm, no, I think it's because it made him too sad no, I mean, whenever he looked at it. It didn't make me sad. He has it. The Ronnie, Steph, you're the best. Thank you for taking care of me, us yesterday in the strip club. It was a great <laughs> birthday celebration. <laughs> That was it. That's yeah, that was it. But <laughs> fuck you. But I, I read between. I read between the lines. Okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> what, what are you saying, Ron? I don't understand. I'm re I just read between the lines. Okay. I, I don't want. I don't want to get into it. What on does the that air. mean? I'm, uh, you're being. What? What do you mean? You. Read I, that's right. I'm being cryptic because I, I. I. What? Nothing. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> Oh. No, Ryan yeah, was very nice. I, I, I don't think Jimmy wants me to talk about it. Yeah, so I was just showing him my appreciation, well, and that's right. it. What is yeah, there to talk what are you about, really JD? Doing? Yeah. It just uh, things know, going on. Lines to read between. Things <laughs> going on in my life that I'm not talking oh. about. Uh, that's, you know, that's not in stuff. there, though. You're just thanking Ronnie for a good time. Uh, yes, yeah, but I think that's you know that the the, the that all encompasses. Uh, I see. You know, so. uh, uh, I've had enough. Uh, okay. 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 Yeah, weird. I had enough too. Weird. Thanks, Blit. All I know but is I the guy writes, "Hey, JD. thanks for taking." The guy writes, "Thanks for taking good care of us. Your great friend." Yeah. No, blah, blah, blah. He reads between me. the lines. He I don't even understand me. that. But yeah. JD, yeah, I just don't I understand what lines. Good, don't try and understand. Was, okay. <laughs> I wondered if it was emotional seeing Ronnie again. Uh, I mean, I had seen him in L.A. Uh, yeah. That was pretty. Um, that was pretty uh, 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 emotional. Like uh, you know, whenever we say goodbye in L.A., I was like, man, I don't know when I'll see him again because we hadn't talked about this. Really. Yeah, it could be dead, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Pearl, yeah. Right, Perlman? You fucking so, piece of shit. I want to see uh, you too, man. I miss you, man. Yeah, well, you're never going to see me. <laughs> I want to see you, man. Stop. Yeah. You get over this stuff quick. I just, all it is is the oh, outfit. Yeah. That's Dude, what I'm still, I don't know fucking, about that, Perlman. Yeah. yeah. We still talk about, about you with the fucking bagel. <laughs> I never took your bagel, bro. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dude, if I, I saw somebody, if no, I saw I somebody messing with it. your bagel, if I saw you somebody it. messing with yeah, your bagel, I'd stop it. it. I'd Mr. stop bagel. I'd yeah, stop it. Stop. Dude. Yeah, I got you well, back. You, you might not think it, but I got you back, Ronnie. Then you should have stopped yourself. Then no. <laughs> <laughs> I never touched on our bagel. phone is uh, Mike Perlman's fiance. I'd like to congratulate ah. her. Hello, hi, uh, congratulations. Hey, how's it going? Thanks, thanks so much. Yeah, it's going good. What's going on? Hello. Hey. So, so, uh, how did, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you're in love with Mike. Tell us a little bit about your romantic yeah. story. Yeah, you know, you know what I love about Mike is like he's always got his hair combed back, you know, <laughs> like, like he's got some product in it, you know, it's like nice and clean and, you know, like, and like he's always got clean shoes and like, you know, when I'm banging Mike out, I can really feel the work he's done, you know, like on his delts, his quads, his tries, his glass, you know, like all the major groups. So, uh, yeah. 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 I really like him. And when you, when you, when you, how often are you having sex with Mike? It must be amazing. Yeah. You know, he could like lift me up, bench press me, you know, like deadlift, Romanian deadlift with me, single leg, you know, double. I, yeah, like two, three times a day, you know, something like that. Yeah, he's yeah. a good guy. Yeah. You know, he's he's, he's good looking. Like Ron. 
Yeah, he's like, you know what I like about Ronnie is that like, <laughs> kind of like Mike, you know, like because they both got this slick back hair, you know, as they cross their arms, you know. It's kind of funny. They're kind of like similar, you know. They're like bagels and stuff like that. Well, congratulations. I love it. Thank you for calling in, and congratulations, Mrs. Mike Perlman, the future Mrs. Mike Perlman. We didn't even find out how Mike proposed from her. had enough. Yeah, the ring was in a fucking shoe. All right. Well, guys, uh, how nice. Okay, so we learned I that over vacation. I think it was uh, that you all went uh, to see Ronnie. Good time. He wants us to come back every yeah, year. He was like, the... I may be dead next year. Yeah, I had oh, to see Will, Will in three years. <laughs> I, was, I saw everybody else, but uh, I hadn't seen Will three fucking years. It was, it was kind of disappointing to see Ronnie because... because Go fuck Jason, yourself. No, I'm not done yet. Jason and John said how old and frail he got, but he seemed exactly the same to me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, this time I did notice the difference. Ronnie was Ronnie, and then he smoked, and then that shuffling thing came out that I saw. Ah. Yeah. All of a sudden he gets really slow, and the shoulders get hunched over a little, and that's, yeah. so that's what, what I must have saw the last it's time actually, I saw You him. know, most people, when they get high, their eyes get, like, more squinty. His get more open, it seems. Yeah. It was very uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was very interesting to see. And he was <laughs> well, that, That's what happens when you get old. <laughs> Your eyes open when you get high. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Ronnie was nice enough to turn on the jacuzzi for me. That was yes. great. Yeah. <laughs> Howard, by the way, skulls all over. I heard the house. about that. Really, <laughs> really. Ron, uh, like the- I know you love skulls. I know Ronnie loves skulls. But why do you have to have so? How many does he have? Well, like in every room. No, what do you mean all over the house? No, so he has the swimming pool, right? Yeah. And like yeah. in, behind the swimming pool, there's like this little flower bed, and there's like seven skulls in the flower bed. Five. It looks like people died building the pool. <laughs> Five. <or something. laughs> Five skulls. Why so would you do skulls. that? Skulls. <laughs> what? What is that? What is that I about? I like skulls. Do you mind? There were skulls in the ashtray. <laughs> there was every bottle of liquor was a skull. No, one <laughs> bottle. The one JD had given me. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the ashtray. Yeah. 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 Wow. You yeah. know what that, happens? It's like um, Ronnie hooks into something and then he I goes like overboard. Skulls, he goes overboard. No. Here's what I'm going to tell you about Ron. Here's what I'm going to tell you about Ron. I told you, when he started driving me, he was into the Playboy lifestyle. He loved Playboy. (laughs) Everything in the car had Playboy bunny. Right. Playboy bunny mud flaps. Playboy bunny napkins in the glasses. The glasses had Playboy bunnies on them. The locks on the doors had little Playboy bunnies on them. Right. And even if, like, there had been one. But this is what happens with the skulls. He, He got into the skull thing. And now everything, you know... So now everywhere you look, there's, I mean, in the garden, Not there are skulls. Like, should, here's a lot of skulls. Here's this pool here. Yeah, see all the skulls? Wow. Oh, my God. On the pool, it's all skulls. <laughs> skulls oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. What is that, Ron? I like them. <laughs> yeah, that, that's Ronnie Jeez, trying Ron. to be like one of these like like motorcycle guys, you know, like uh, like Orange County choppers, oh, yeah. skulls. Yeah. I like my Harley. You he know. looks like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you look like that guy. <laughs> yeah, you look like that guy. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right, yeah, guys. You know, Thank yeah, you. you like uh, well, guy. there you go. Yeah, man. I was hanging out the other night. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Ronnie likes skulls. Okay. Yeah, good, guys. So, well, that was sorry. nice of you all to get together. Yes. It was Thank fun. You.
Good to see you, Ronnie. Great time. Everybody. Thank you, Ronnie. Yeah. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Ronnie. Incredible Thank you, host. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Oh, she loves to throw parties, man. New Year's Eve, the same shit. <laughs> we had a people. big fucking party here. Did Ronnie... When you go over Ronnie's house, does he put out any food or anything? Or do you, yeah, oh, yeah. he does. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. No, it's food. I mean, it's a little yelling to get the wheel. Who's putting out the food? You know, I'm putting out. The, you know, <laughs> where the goddamn chips? You know, it's, it's how they communicate. It's love. It's love. <laughs> but yeah, it's a no, production. It was, it's a production. It's fun now, and uh, we want it for All nothing. Right. Very good. <laughs> uh, there you go. So now you know what happened there. What That's else? another legendary told you? JD at the strip club story. You know, he always winds up dropping tons of money Woo! trying to get a girl to pay Ridiculous. attention. <laughs> the kid and, refuses and to he, save money. Does he ever? <laughs> I mean, like, it's not real. Woo! Doesn't he get it? Listen, it, no, I don't get it, first of all. <laughs> but it could have been, been a lot worse. I, I have learned by, like, you know, Maybe me uh, a few years ago. Uh, yeah, I would have said, all right, let's do a suite. I'll do the bottles, whatever. I did not do uh, that. I, okay. uh, you know. He, he definitely learned his lesson a little bit because right. he, at the end of the night, he's like, get me out of here. I got to go. Get me yes. out of here. Like that yes. old JD would have been there until six in the morning. Yes. So. You <laughs> did say you were very close. JD was like, I was so close to going to that champagne, to that bank ATM machine exactly. and taking out $2,000. All right. I just, yeah. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll go back okay. for Ronnie's one. I'm uh, another news of the year. Me. I'm. Yeah. I was kind of shocked. This uh, Good Morning America, uh, the third hour has uh, a host, T.J. Holmes and Amy Roback, who uh, it came out that they're having an affair. They weren't too quiet about it. They were photographed uh, places. So they took them off of the Good Morning America show for a couple of days. I guess, as the year ended. And now they're everywhere. They were all over Miami making out. They don't care who sees. The, it's I, like I mean, they're on a national tour because not only were they in Miami, then I saw they were in Atlanta. It's like they're hitting all the states with their love. <laughs> what did ABC decide? Are they firing them or are they going to keep them? I don't know. I don't know. Well, they said it had become a distraction. This is not becoming less of a distraction when you start doing a tour. I don't know. I you know, personally, if I ran ABC, I don't I don't see what the harm is. These two fell in love. Okay. They they had uh spouses, uh they got families, they got kids. Whatever their situation is, but how does it affect the broadcast if these two are in love and they're not, you know, well, because they're harassing supposed to each be other, reporting the news and they are the news, you know, because it was announced that uh, so what he had gotten, he filed for divorce or they finalized the divorce, and she and and Andrew are in the midst of something. I mean, it, it's it's like every day you hear a new detail about how close they are to getting out of their previous relationships. Here's what I think. Because it seems to me the people at ABC can't make a decision as to what they want to do. We still don't know whether they're fired or hired. I don't think they broke any laws. They went to work. They fell in love. I don't recommend work, you know, falling in love with your co-workers. But if you, I guess it happens. I mean, who are we kidding? People meet at work and they do fall in love. So they fell in love. 
uh, I, I'm sure their kids aren't thrilled with them making out everywhere in Miami and having it be in the newspaper. Or even seeing them flirt with each other on TV. Like if you tune into Mommy's show, mm-hmm. you see her flirting with her co-host. But uh, I don't think they should be fired, but that's just me. You know, I think they're waiting uh, for a definitive uh, comment from the audience. Like if the audience likes it, they'll be back. If the audience doesn't like it, they won't. I watched Black Adam on um, it was on uh, HBO Max. Yes, uh, I lot, saw that was on. Reason, I haven't a, seen a, it. A lot of people are talking about The Rock as uh, Black Adam. And I can't say I loved it, but I didn't hate it either. I love superhero movies. And mm-hmm. The Rock is some sort of ancient dude they bring back. And he's uh, like, a you know, he's sort of conflicted. He's bad, but he's good. Is and I got to say, I like it. I was surprised. Which, which one is it? Which franchise? DC. Okay. DC. DC. And uh, I never heard of Black Adam. I think now they're creating superheroes out of nothing. I mean, I don't know. I never heard of Black Adam. <laughs> you have no but, history uh, with this guy. You know. Well, I heard of Adam. There was a superhero named Adam. And he was kind oh, of yeah? a shitty superhero in that, well, his power was that he could shrink down to like almost oh. um, a molecule. Right. But he had the strength, his regular strength, so he would be super strong but tiny. Right. I remember Adam. But now where did Black him. Adam? Yeah. And then I thought, well, oh, Black Adam must be a black dude, but it has nothing to do with being black. Black Adam is, he has nothing to do what with is, him being black. Uh, what does it have to do with? And then I thought it was racist. I go, you mean there's Adam and then you call the other Adam Black Adam because he's a black guy? That's racist. It, but he doesn't you know what I'm shrink. Saying? He's not Adam like the other guy, right? No. No. Like, imagine you're Adam and you go, hey, wait a second. Now there's, what's, now there's why isn't he not Adam? white Adam? And <laughs> black Adam. But black Adam has nothing to do with race. Evidently, he's just black Adam. And uh, uh, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I didn't wouldn't say it was the best superhero movie I ever. It was no Iron Man, but. Uh, it was fine. I mean, you know, The Rock is super muscular and he runs around and he's, he's got superpowers. Now, I do think he's gotten too big. It certainly doesn't look natural. I'll tell you that. It's <laughs> kind of weird with the veins popping out of his head and yeah. everything. The, I thought, <laughs> I, I thought Black Adam was going to have an aneurysm, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to yeah. tell you not to watch it. Um, the thing I'm still enjoying is Tulsa Kings. That's the Sylvester Stallone show on um, on. Um, what is it on Paramount on, uh, Plus? Paramount Plus, yeah, yeah. Because I yeah, just I think saw so. yeah. the, the latest episodes that I had not seen. So good. That yeah, was good. That was good. And uh, what else? Uh, Yellowstone. I didn't see the I sequel. I caught up with that. And they're just, you I, know, I they have a mid-season um, finale that just happened. So, got to wait for some more Yellowstone. Avatar sequel came out. I didn't see it, but a bunch of our guys did, and they said it was pretty good. Uh, it's very made long, like three over hours. a billion dollars. It's like $1.7 or something like that. 
Yeah, but didn't they say it has to make $2 billion to break even? What kind of movie that oh. costs $2 billion? That's <laughs> so insane. So 1.7 is I mean, still a my failure. God. <laughs> yeah, it's a flop. <laughs> um, what else? Then there's that. I'm following that story of that congressman from Long Island, George Santos, who it turns out he yeah. lies about everything. He's well, a he gay. What? He, he, he calls said, it embellishing. He said he was a gay. He said it, he was a gay Jewish Black Republican, and well, you can't the be craziest part of this is, <laughs> yeah, right. So they found out a he's not Jewish, right? And I go, now I know the motherfucker's crazy because who lies about being Jewish? <laughs> what you do is you lie about, you lie the other way. You go, I'm not Jewish. Well, I think that's how he thought he wouldn't get caught because nobody would claim that they're Jewish when they're not. Imagine, yep. Like, like who would even? <laughs> conceive of such like hey i'm jewish so then they found out he has no trace of judaism in his family history his uh grandmother was i don't even know like they, they cnn uncovered that his his mother was born in brazil she has no jewish heritage his grandparents are not holocaust survivors he was saying that yeah but here he is doing the thing this is a montage of him Claiming he was Jewish. Oh, good morning. Shabbat shalom to everybody. Um, and thank you for having me. My name is George Santos. I come from a Jewish family. My mother's family is Jewish. You know, my grandparents survived the Holocaust. I'm very proud of my Jewish heritage. I'm very proud of my, my grandparents' story. A lot of names and paperwork were changed in, in name of survival. So I don't carry the family last name. That would have been Zabrowski. Fleeing Hitler, going to Brazil. That's a story of perseverance. And... I, I'm so proud. Uh, yeah, so he, all but he denies that these are lies and he calls this embellishment. Like he won't say he's lying. Well, that's. Yeah. Now I'm questioning whether he's really gay. I mean, you don't know with this guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but he won't. But you know, a person's crazy that, when that uh, that seat, he's going to take his seat. And he's going to try to be a congressman, even though everything he said about his education, his background, his family, all lies. Yeah. Anyway, you know, a person's crazy when they want when they want you to think they're Jewish. It's just I don't know if you read the news. It's not exactly a thing you want people to think these days because uh, Jews are getting the shit beaten out of them. But um yeah, here he is, if you want to hear the clip. This is him recently trying to walk back some of his stuff by saying he was Jew-ish. But even that appears to be untrue, so... Oh, good morning, Shabbat. Are you Jewish? We've got a letter sure. that your campaign sent out earlier this year, which reads as follows. As a proud American Jew, I've been to Israel numerous times for educational, business, and leisurely trips. You said there that you are, quote... A proud American Jew. How do you explain that? My heritage is Jewish. I've always identified as Jewish. I was raised a practicing Catholic. I think I've gone through this. Even I've not not being raised a practicing Jew. I've always joked with friends and circles. Even with in the campaign, I'd say, guys, I'm Jewish. Remember, I was raised Catholic. So look, I understand everybody wants to nitpick at me. I. I'm going to reassure this <laughs> once and for all. I'm not a facade. I'm not a persona. 
He's a weirdo. He um, he claimed to graduate from Baruch College, and he's yeah. not a college graduate. Right. He claimed 9-11. Um, he said his mother's life was uh, claimed by 9-11, but she died in 2016. Well, how'd she? Um, there's all these crazy. In 20... <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> 2001 and well, maybe 2016. <laughs> maybe she vo- maybe she volunteered down there and then got lung disease. Maybe I mean that is possible, but I mean I don't know. You're finding yeah. out a lot of weird facts about this guy. He also he claimed he worked for Goldman Sachs. Yes, yes. And he claimed he worked for Citigroup. But neither of these people, none of these none companies, of has true. a record of him yeah. working there. It's, it's, some fucking crazy shit. Oh, I tell you what, before I end the show, I want to mention another death that is really sad. We, we talked about Barbara Walters. We talked about Fred the Elephant Boy. But I want to re- uh, remember a beautiful woman named Angela Muto. And you're saying, who's Angela Muto? Angela yes. Muto was the comedian who played Ronnie's mom on our show. If you remember her. Because she brought a lot of laughs. Ronnie's mom passed away. Well, the woman who played Ronnie's mom passed away at the age of 65 from cancer. Oh, dear. And uh, Angela, yeah, lovely woman. Angela went by the name Shecky Bagelman professionally. <laughs> and, um, you know, Benji introduced us to her. Uh-huh. He brought her to the show, and he, he was pretty Benji. broken up when he heard the news. And uh, Benji said Angela was very encouraging to him, would call him every time he got bad-mouthed on the air and told told him repeatedly how talented he was and how wonderful he was. So uh, Benji knew her. Steve Nowicki worked with her. Chris Wilding also worked with her. And they said she was always prepared. Benji, how did you meet uh, Angela Muto? So it it goes back, uh, like, to 2001. She actually goes back on the show till then. And uh, it was when we used to do those, like, guests. Benji, how did you meet Angela Muto? Uh, someone recommended recommended her to me for us to use on the show for characters. Ah, that's what I wanted to know. So, anyway, uh, maybe I should play a clip here to remember her by. For those of you who yes. don't remember her, it was... Um, I'll tell you how we, we first came to uh, use her on the air. Benji, of course, introduced us. And Ronnie had revealed that he jerked off right after catching his parents in a threesome in 2000. Remember, Ronnie was on the air. And Ronnie told a story about when he was a little boy. His parents were having a threesome. He walked into the house. They were behind closed doors. But Ronnie like kind of laid down and listened to it and then jerked off. It was kind of a, a, a thing that happened on the show, but it, it was an instant classic. And um, so she called in to bust balls about that. You heard your parents fucking what, another woman. Yeah. And you jerked off. Okay, but I wasn't jerking off to my mother. Well, yes, I was jerking were. off to yeah, the situation. Of your mother so getting fucked. the situation. I don't know who was getting fucked. Somebody was getting fucked in the ass, I think. Oh, your mom's on the phone. Hold on a second. <laughs> Hi, uh, Mrs. Mond. Hi. Yeah, hi, this is everybody's mother. What What the fuck is that? Wait, what is that, ma'am? Yeah, what's wrong with fucking your mother? (laughs) Yeah, fuck. Uh, Ronnie, I want you to fuck your mother's ass, treat. Punch my clip. This is your mom. She's all sexed up. Yeah, well. Yeah, she's like, punch me in my clip. She's like amazing. She she can do whatever she wants And you were into threesomes, right, Mrs. Mund? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 
And then uh, we once had Ronnie call a religious show and say he wanted to fuck his mother. And Ronnie's mom got on the phone to defend her son, if you remember that Your one. I want to have sex with you. No shit, Sherlock. What? You never fuck your mother even? Okay, and the word of God doesn't teach you to have sex with your uh, son. And why you spit out of your womb? What the hell else am I going to do with him? Play cards? You know, if people told you you was crazy, you, you might want to listen to him. No way. That cock came out of me. And I'm going to put it in whenever I want. Well, wait a minute. Oh, mercy Ronnie, get over here and fuck your mother. Wait a minute. <laughs> That was a great you know, call. That, she was Howard, that whole that whole fuck your mother thing was, you know, she couldn't see too well. So when she'd work with Steve <laughs> and I, we'd put up lines for her. And I think she misread a line and she basically said, hey, what's the matter? You never fuck your mother ever, <laughs> even. And it just became this whole thing about Ronnie fucking <laughs> his mom. Like, I wrote a whole album, this yeah. KTEL album about Ronnie and his mom fucking, and it was so vile. I think you banned it two times. You're like, I'm never, I'm never uh, airing that. It's so disgusting. But we loved her. Well, I banned yeah. it because when you play it out of context, it needs about three hours of setup to, to make it all work. It was crazy. Yeah, I might you know? get arrested. Uh, people she tune in up. and think we're talking about fucking their mother. She was she a loved great being a performer. Part of the show. Yeah, a great. Performer. She came in like so ready to go and prepared every time. We had the idea of her coming in in a house coat with a big strap on dildo. So <laughs> I showed her this six inch dildo that we bought. Like, hey, you might want to use this. She just reached in her bag and pulled out the biggest twelve inch veiny <laughs> dildo I've ever seen. And she's like, yeah, this is better. <laughs> yeah, she called it her dill, and she'd walk around the office going, hey. Hey, who wants to see my fucking deal? Like she was in character <laughs> from the moment she walked into the studio until she left. Like Daniel Day-Lewis. Yes. Well, Angela Muto, very nice woman, Benji. I'm glad you introduced us to her, and she was really a great asset to the show. When and did now we she's lose gone. her? Did you know she was? Yeah. Uh, Benji, go ahead. I no, I had no idea she was sick. Uh, I was at her wedding last year, and. Oh. Uh, her mom just passed away a couple months ago, and that's the last time I I, uh, hmm. I talked to her. And I wasn't close friends with well, her. But I don't know if she didn't tell it. Maybe she didn't tell anybody. She died at the end of December. She died at oh. the end of December. There you go. Okay. All right. Thank you, Benj and uh, Steve and uh, Chris. All right. So Angela Muto gone, but not forgotten. And uh, we were big fans of hers right here on the yeah, show. Yeah, that's so, a big loss. All right, no look. more of Ronnie's mom. No more Ronnie's mom. That's it. No one can replace her. We don't do that. No. You know, like on Saturday Night Live, they just get a new Trump. You know, we, we, we just we can't we have to retire that character. What can you do? All right. Listen, we'll be back tomorrow. There's a ton of stuff to go through. I know many people wrote us. We didn't even get to any phone calls today. How about we get to all that stuff tomorrow? I also have a bunch of packages about Christmas and New Year's and all kinds of stuff to talk about. But we 